gentlemen for a new show of the sports loudmouths i'm your host daryl marks my co-hosts speedy pd and tyler mothball harrison remember you can listen to our show every single wednesday and thursday at 9 p.m as you know you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com you can call the show at 631-672-3108 And check out our app by downloading our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We have a great show lined up for you. In just a few moments, we will be talking to baseball uh, editor-in-chief of, well, obviously, what is it called? Uh, Baseball Prospectus. Well, you spelt it wrong. Uh, Prospectus. Uh, Editor-in-chief Craig Goldstein. At 10 o'clock, we'll be talking to fantasy pros and dynasty nerds fantasy football writer Garrett Price. And we have a bunch of other guests that we're going to have on the show as well uh, a little bit later in the show. So it's going to be a great show. Before we get into everything uh, that's going on and we get Craig on the show, uh, how was both of your Thanksgivings? Thanksgiving itself was was good. I got a lot of craziness with, with my brothers, and then my brother's girlfriend came over later too. My uncle was there too. Definitely a lot of craziness that happened at the uh, at the Thanksgiving dinner for sure. My brother, my two Ryan and Aiden, my two brothers actually were in charge of doing the turkey this year and ended up undercooking it. And then uh, I told you the funny part of uh, of the uh, the turkey when my brother was on the insides of the turkey. There were some balls involved there. And my my mother was cracking up. So Speedy likes balls. It, it, no, apparently my my. Apparently, Aiden does. <laughs> so, Aiden and obviously Speedy loves his balls. You know, nice meatballs. I made some Swedish meatballs for uh, for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. and somebody was invited for Thanksgiving and never showed up. Mr. Yeah, Tyler Speedy, Mothball too. Harrison was supposed to come, and he was stuck over his father's house. Uh, but how was your Thanksgiving? It was hard. I got bit by a dog. You got bit by a dog? Uh, well, that's why you should have came over my house. You Actually, wouldn't have been bitten by a bit, dog. No, Maybe you were bit bitten by somebody called. else. Well, that's probably why I didn't come here. Well, obviously, I, don't know what I mean, bit me if I came here. Well, maybe a wolf, because mm-hmm. maybe you'll, if you were bitten by a wolf, maybe you'll grow more hair on top of your head because you definitely need it. So maybe turning it to a wolf. <laughs> turning it to a wolf. <laughs> I bet you he thought of that one just randomly one night. Like, oh, I got a werewolf joke down. Ah, I'll save that one forever. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. Hey, Brittany, right? That's funny. Uh-uh. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm I sure mean, you did think it was funny. I mean, uh, you probably thought it was funny too, but it's about you. So, of course, you wouldn't think it was funny. So, I, there I, you go. I just No, I laugh at myself all the time. I just... 
know. You've had better. I know, Speedy, you, you lost somebody very near and dear yes. uh, to you today. Mm. So why don't you uh, give a shout-out to your grandfather? Yes, absolutely. So unfortunately, I found, I found out the news this morning that my grandfather has passed away at 84 years old, one of the most powerful, one of the most influential, knowledgeable guys in, in my life, really in, an impact to the whole family, a guy that was a great, great man, very smart guy was an was an influence to many people in so many different fields too. He knew he got every job pretty much imaginable. He was a football player. He he was a professor at Suffolk Community College and really a just a great man, a great a great influence on my family, my father, and my my aunts and uncles, and helped me make the man me the man that I am today. And also when it comes to this network, I wouldn't be at this network without him either. I, he really he did, him and my grandmother welcoming me at any time just like their son. And, and it really, it really touched me a lot with the way that he, I learned so much about him. The, the, the fighter that he really is. He was, he was in the army and the Korean war. Uh, it wasn't on the front lines, but it was still served in it. And again, touched so many people there, touched so many people at Suffolk community college and just all around just was a, a, a kind, gentle, caring human being that no matter where, no matter where, no matter what circumstances, he was always a reliable guy, always prepared, always ready for everything, and always just one of the greatest and most powerful human beings you will ever meet. So we want to give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Kloiber, uh, obviously uh, a very influential man uh, who has been very uh, spiritual not only to our network, but uh, everything that we've done over the last couple of years and, and really has uh, brought Speedy and, and has pushed Speedy to to mm-hmm. deliver uh, the work that he has delivered as a broadcaster, as a, a writer, as a radio show host. So I want to give a shout out to uh, the Kloiber family. Yes. So this uh, show, this show in particular, dedicated to him today. Absolutely. And every show going forward, your Carl Albert Kloiber, you will be missed. One of the most powerful and one of my favorite. Favorite guys, one of the best men you will ever meet. So, uh, again, this show is dedicated to Speedy's grandfather. Uh, so why don't we get our first guest on the show and, and try to put a smile on your grandfather's face. We are now talking to Baseball Perspective Editor-in-Chief, Craig Goldstein. What's going on, Craig? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? I'm well, good, man. I, not Petey. I, I apologize, Speedy. That I, yeah. My condolences. Thank you very much, Craig. Obviously. Thank you. Right. But Thank uh, otherwise, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're good. I mean, um, I had a death to the family two weeks ago, too. And my nephew passed oh, my away. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been uh, really, really hard the last couple of weeks, but we're, we're here and we're trying to uh, give the entertainment and the the shows out there that we could possibly the best shows that we could possibly give to the fans. Uh, so how are how are you? I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you uh, celebrate Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, what well, gave that away, right? I know uh, Goldstein. I mean, <laughs> I like to I like to say it's you know we're Jewish, but heavy on the ish. It's you know, but mm-hmm. we do we celebrate uh, going well so far. Uh, actually, I I believe I, I was looking. I, I looked at your profile. You're from Long Island. My mom's from Long Island. So, oh, oh, uh, we're, we're both all of us are from Long Island. So yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. Yes. So she she grew up in uh, Roslyn. All right, I know uh, where Roslyn is. Right by Queens. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Very Jewish uh, area, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Go figure, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, everything's good here. I can I can say no deaths in my family of late, but, you know, fingers crossed that holds out. But, you know, so 
uh, you know, hard, hard to complain thus far. Absolutely. So why don't we get into some baseball conversation? Uh, there's a couple of big moves, and it wasn't from the Yankees in the last couple of days. Obviously, Tyler was having a heart attack, not, like the more and then he don't is. Even, don't even get me started on you and your Yankees. Yeah, on well, the Yankees, yeah, please. You and my, my Yankees. But anyways, uh, it just shows you how dumb he is. But anyways, why don't we get into it? You'll have your chance to speak. Oh, yeah, Be quiet. Uh, eventually. All right, so why don't we get into uh, the, the New York Mets. Uh, your thoughts on the the outfield additions that they've added, and obviously Max Scherzer signs a three-year, $130 million contract. I think he was way overpaid, but that's just my opinion. What were your thoughts with the signings, and how do you think moving forward after the strike uh, the Mets could be moving into 2022? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, a, a seminal period for, for the Mets right now. They have... You know, we've we've seen them for a year talk about how their owner is the the richest in baseball. He uh, he has more wealth, you know, personally than all of the other owners. Uh, he's worth like you know fourteen billion dollars, something like that. Uh, they traded for Francisco Lindor. They signed him to the extension. Aside from that, it was hard to see kind of the fruits of of you know his wallet, so to speak. Uh, this is where you're starting to see it. It sounds like. Uh, he got burned by uh, Stephen Matz's agent, and he decided to go out and spend some money. And he brought in Starling Marte. I love Starling Marte. I think he always looks like the coolest guy on the baseball field. Uh, he's going to play center field in all likelihood for them. Uh, got on base at the best rate of his career last year. Had a career best stolen base rate. Does a lot of things you don't see guys do in the modern game. Uh, as much right now. I think he's a contact hitter. Uh, he gets hit by a lot of pitches, gets on base that way, and then will steal second. I really like Starling Marte. Maybe he, maybe they gave him an extra year, right? He's going to be 34 next year. He's a four-year contract. Maybe he got an extra year from them. Uh, it's just money to the richest guy in, in the league, so who cares? Uh, you got Mark Hanna. I, I'm a little little more tepid on that. I like I really like him as a player. Uh, he's a really good, consistent guy. I think he can help the Mets. He had a hip injury in the second half of last year. Wasn't very good during the hip, you know, what playing through that. Depends which guy you're going to get there. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, you know, he he can stand at a few different positions on the dirt and, and hit lefties. That's fine. Uh, it wasn't big money. Obviously, Max Scherzer, that's the big name. Um, $43 million a year. He's... He's the best pitcher. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, even at 37 years old. Uh, he has won multiple Cy Youngs. He basically doesn't get hurt. I know he, he didn't pitch uh, on schedule in the in the playoffs. I'm a Dodgers fan. I happen to think that was Dave Roberts' fault. That's not really Max Scherzer's fault. Um, I, I don't really have a have a problem giving one of the top five pitchers in baseball huge money on a three-year on a three-year contract that's I mean I understand well I, you know you say you're, he's overpaid what where's the overpayment coming he's the top five pitcher in baseball he's a top five pitcher in baseball no question that he is but he's 40 he's going to be he's going to be 38 years old and right. yes he's never been injured now he's going to come to New York he's going to come to the Mets who by the way every time they bring a player in they get hurt so sure. I I don't trust that you're paying a 38-year-old $43 million a year, the highest contract from any pitcher, any players making it in Major League history. No, I don't care how many Cy Youngs he's won. I don't care how many uh, he's won one championship his whole career. And, yes, I, I have this guy over here who's a diehard Yankee fan that's going to sit here and say, we're crying the blues because the Yankees didn't do it. But the Yankees aren't stupid where you're going to go out oh. and pay, pay a pitcher that way and then all of a sudden, you know, halfway into the season, lose him. 
him for about a year and a half because, by the way, he tore his UCL or he tore his shoulder, and he's not the same big river. It takes a longer time for a 38-year-old pitcher to heal than when you're 30 years old or when you're 27. So as good as he is how, and, and, and as, as wealthy as their owner is, to give a pitcher $43 million at the age of 38 by the time the season starts, I don't know if it's a healthy move for a team that always fights injury year in and year out, the New York Mets. So, yeah, so, okay, so, so the injury point on the Mets – They've earned that, right? Every, they constantly say this guy is day-to-day and he he misses, I don't know, if you're Jed Lowry, a year and a half. Or uh, Jacob DeGrom. Right. Or Jacob DeGrom. Or, or DeGrom, right? Mm-hmm. Well, DeGrom, you know, analyzed himself. He kind of said, I'm not even dealing with the training staff. My elbow is what it is. But, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you on that. The flip side is they're the Mets and they have to have someone pitch for them. Mm-hmm. So they have to – so when the guy's on the mound – He's got to, they have, they need someone who's going to be good, mm-hmm. right? Because they also traded for jo- Jordan Yamamoto last year, depth guy. No one has to give a crap about Jordan Yamamoto, mm-hmm. right? But he also got hurt. Okay. So if everyone gets hurt when they go to the Mets, the Mets still need guys to throw pitches and they need guys to throw innings, right? So you might as well pay for someone who's going to be damn good when he's on the mound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is, is my perspective. And as, you know, my point about, of Steve Cohen being rich and being willing to say all, all of these owners are rich, but if they're being, if they're willing to spend the money, uh, the only cost to them on this is, is money is, is if they take up money that they're otherwise going to give to someone else, but they don't have money that they're otherwise going to give to someone else. They have $14 billion behind them and they can give all the money to anyone that they Craig, want. Let me ask you a question. Do yes. you think any other team would have given him, $43 million a year, honestly. I I think on different, uh, you know, on a shorter contract, yeah, maybe. I, I, I'm not, I I'm not talking about this same contract. Do you think any other team? Well, no, I think that's why he took the Mets deal. He takes the most money. Not, and, and that's what I, that's why I don't think the Yankees would have done it. I don't think the Boston, the Boston Red Sox would have done it. I don't think, I don't even think the Dodgers would have done it. And that's why he's not a Dodger. And he wanted to stay in LA like everybody has said that he was going to. So you can smack your mic and do this whatever you want works. over there. Yeah, it works. Well, I'll actually but talk at some point. Anyways, but uh, I, this is this is t- I, my thought. I would, mm. I would just say 90% of the contracts that end up getting signed, no other team was going to do. That's how, that's how bidding works. The, the last person to make, to make the offer pays the most because other people aren't willing to do it, right? So, I mean, that, it, it's, it's true, but it's true of most of the contracts out there. You know what I mean? When, when you reach free agency. So I want to ask more about the length because uh, yeah, yeah. while the money could definitely be a stretch for $43 million, we've never seen it before. The length I like because, it, again, it's not something that you have to worry about because he's a durable pitcher. And also we're seeing now because it's more of a bullpen game, starting pitching, uh, I mean, it still matters, but teams are being more creative with it. So these top pitchers outside of Garrett Cole with the Yankees recently are getting more shorter contracts. Do you think that's a trend that continues? Do you think there's other factors to it, maybe with the pending strike that could happen? What do you think are the biggest reasons for that? Well, I, I think the biggest reason for the length of his contract is what is what Errol referred to. It's his age. I mean, he's thirty. He's thirty seven years old. He's going to be thirty eight next year. You're just not going to get a five seven year contract and something like that. We, we're seeing younger guys sign. You know, Corey Se- I know he's not a pitcher, but Corey Seager just signed a ten year contract. Marcus Semien is thirty two. Just signed a seven year contract. Uh, Carlos Correa is going to get ten or twelve years. Uh, you know, again, these are all hitters. I understand, but even even the pitchers, Kevin Gossman got five years. Uh, Robbie Ray got five years. Those guys are going to get five plus years. I, I do think it's hard. 
Uh, I mean, if you go back a few years, the Dodgers don't uh, – the, their front office policy is not to sign pitchers for more than five years uh, to go six years on any pitcher. Uh, it's a long-term outlay. But when you go shorter, you push the average annual value up. So, you know, so if if someone wanted to go to four years for, for Scherzer, he wouldn't have gotten 43. He might have gotten – uh, you know, 40 a year, 38 a year, something like that. It by spreading it out that you you bring down the average annual value. When you shorten it, you push it up. That that that's brilliant. That finally someone with common sense. That's why the AAV went up. You didn't give him five years. You gave him three. So therefore, you're paying him five years and three. Ask your question. Oh God, Jesus. So I'll address the Yankees. Side maybe of this. you show up to a shows that there aren't guests, and maybe that would be different. But go ahead, ask your question. I missed one show. Talk before oh, I geez. before I skip you on that one. Oh, sorry, I'm really Bill. afraid. Sorry, Craig. So anyway, no problem. The New York Yankees, by far the biggest loser in the offseason right now. They clearly need pitching depth. They missed out on Corey Knubel. They missed out on Robbie Ray. Obviously, Max Scherzer. We mentioned his name about a hundred times already. Uh, Marcus Stroman signed today with the Cubs. Is there anyone left? Alex Cobb signed today with the Giants, so you can't even get a decent like second-tier guy now. Is there anyone out there, pitching-wise, the Yankees can look at and go, all right, we can plug you in as a, a three, maybe maybe even a low-end two? Uh, no, not really. Nah, I, I, I mean, didn't there, think there's, so. There, there, there's really not. I, I think they are – well, we'll see what they do. I, I wouldn't – be surprised if they end up trying to address that via trade. That's where I think uh, they're going. I, I think we all know Oakland is is looking at tearing things down deal. this year. Uh, I know the Yankees are interested in, in Matt Olson. I could see Sean Manaya being involved if they wanted to do, uh, you know, add multiple guys. Frankie Montas, probably they're willing to move at some point. We'll see what they end up, uh, you know, if, if anything ends up happening. But I would expect them to address that via trade. Uh, Luis Castillo, the Reds are supposedly listening on. You're not going to go back to Sonny Gray, even though he's been good no. since he left No, no, I meant Sean and I will be Sonny Gray 2.0. Like it'll oh, oh. yeah, well, exactly. certainly. But it can't, can't be worse than Andrew Hayden. Also, you're saying they haven't done anything. Joely Rodriguez doesn't get it done for you? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm going to have wet dream. dreams about him now. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> And then they signed the minor league guy, the utility infielder last night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brian Cashman. Hell listen, of a job. Hell of a job. If we don't get Josh Hader, Brian Cashman, I don't want to hear his name. I know that hurts your feelings, but if you don't give me Hader, <laughs> offseason is a complete failure. You know what? You know, uh, Craig, you know what the problem is for Yankee fans like that one over there? Here's the, here, here's, and here's, a, here's the problem with Yankee fans. They think by going out and spending money, it's going to win you championships. Now, besides the 2009 Yankee championship, the Yankees, the years that they were dominant in the 90s, they didn't buy their championship. They built around a core. They made important trades for Tino Martinez and Paul O'Neill, and they built consider? their team around those specifics that made their team a dominant team. This guy wasn't really alive to really remember when they were a dominant team. So how would he know? Now, when... Over the years, when the Yankees paid for Jason Giambi, even with Alex Rodriguez, they won one championship with Alex Rodriguez. So they buying championships never work. It never worked for any team, and it still to this day never works. Now, you're going to say, well, the Dodgers, they, they made a move for Mookie Betts. 
They built their team. Their core of their team was already there. They had Bellinger there. They had their pitching staff. They had Clayton Kershaw there. They had a core of players. They just needed that one factor that was going to put them over the top, and that was Mookie Betts that put him there. The problem with Yankee fans, and I'm a Yankee fan, so this is coming from a Yankee fan. They cry about things and they cry about because Brian Cashman didn't do this. Brian Cashman didn't do that. If Brian Cashman was a free agent this year, there would have been all 30 teams in the major leagues lining up ready to sign this man because he's the best GM in baseball. This guy, hold on, hold on. It is not easy. Greg, you can tell him this. It is not easy to win a championship. And by the way, it's not easy to have 30 winning seasons in a row, which, by the way, the only team in sports history that's ever done that was the New York Yankees. So for for Yankee fans to sit here and cry about the Mets bringing in Max Scherzer or Marte or any of these guys, Craig, that it doesn't even matter. Whoever whoever they bring in. They're gonna bring. If you think Brian Cashman is gonna sit on the off season and think not to bring in a pitcher, well, you're sadly mistaken. You don't know who he is. He always you finds told, they're br- waiting for Freddie Freeman. Uh, he is. They they are because no, Freddie Freeman a is a guy. Too. Well, it's a mis- do, now, Craig. You're hearing this from another stupid Yankee fan. Do you Stop think? Call me stupid because I don't like what you say. Fre- Freddie Freeman is 29 years old, and he's, he's the best. Old. He's the best first baseman. In baseball. That's great. Okay. Then why did you trade he's a for lefty. Rizzo? He's a lefty that hits for average, power, and you he's a great defensive for player. Rizzo, did you not? No. So what? They traded for Rizzo. They gave him nothing for him. Craig, please, come in here well, and help me out. I, here. I, I, like, I like the prospects that they gave up for Rizzo. I mean, it, it was fine. It was a fair trade. But, the, you know, they, they got a guy who, listen... When you ask why they trade for Rizzo, they got a guy who doesn't strike out and and can hit for moderate power. The so everyone so that I know, all the Yankee fans that I know, uh, complain that the team strikes out too much. Mm-hmm. So they, they they're trying to uh, add a little balance to the lineup in doing that. Mm-hmm. So Freddie so Freeman doesn't strike out that much. Freddie Freeman's much better than Anthony Rizzo. Mm-hmm. I I don't know off the top of my head. I'd have him first if he's not first. He's one A. Mm-hmm. You know, to anyone else at at, at first base. Uh, I what I've seen is that he wants six years, 180 million from I Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I if that's what he wants, I don't know why he hasn't signed with Atlanta right now. Mm-hmm. Why Atlanta's not not having him sign pen to paper immediately? Mm-hmm. You just won a title with the guy. He's the face of your franchise along with Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm a Dodgers fan. I know they have Max Muncy. I want them to sign Freddie Freeman in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Anyone should want want Freddie Freeman. I don't know what what problems. You know, maybe you just he's not your your kind of guy. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, he's an extremely good player. Anyone should want Freddie Freeman. Um, but yeah, I, what to your point about Brian Cashman, uh, I agree. If he was not working for the Yankees, he would be the most desired front office uh, free agent there was. Mm-hmm. I think working that market, uh, working, you know, look, having the money is great. Knowing how to spend the money is a different thing. As you said, 30 consecutive winning seasons, that is literally unheard of. Uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's 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 absolutely incredible, and really, the baseball season, the regular season, is the is the hard part. The, I, I don't want to say the playoffs are a crapshoot. You can you can build a team to succeed in the playoffs, right? Absolutely. But but it's small series. You can't control everything, and there's a lot of variance in it. 
the regular season shows over a longer period of time how good or bad a team is. It's harder to be a fluke for for 162 games than it is for you know to get 11 wins in the playoffs. That's that's the bottom line. And so over 30 seasons, he's proved over the longer period of time that he knows how to build a winner. Uh, I do think you can buy. I do think you can buy championships. By the way, I have no problem with that. Who was the uh, last team that's bought a championship that's won besides the Dodgers? If, well, if that's what you want to say. So no, what I was going to say about the Dodgers, yeah. you said Clayton Kershaw. Obviously, he came up with the team, but yeah, he's on an extension. Of course, they're paying, they're course. paying him thirty-two million dollars. That's course. yes, that's that's you're, homegrown. You're paying, yeah, you're playing that, your homegrown. I'm I'm talking about buying your players, bringing free agents over here, and trying to buy a winning championship. And trading doesn't count for that. Well, I'm sorry. Trades don't count for that. Well, trades that no trades don't. You're trades you're don't giving count. away prospects. You're giving away players that could be on your team in the future. Uh, for a guy that's a veteran that's going to help you win. No, buying players is like going out there and paying a Max Scherzer $43 million because he's a stud, and that you think that he's going to make you uh, that much better and is going to help you win a championship. That's why why Steve Cohen gave him that money, because he believes he's the secret of his hot sauce that's going to make the team uh, that much much better. Uh, but anyways, we are talking to Baseball Perspective uh, per- Prospectus uh, Editor-in-Chief Craig Goldstein. Craig, uh, so we're going into this strike, and I think baseball is uh, – there's so many ifs this year. We don't know if this is going to be figured out. Uh, I know with the new CBA and with, obviously, Rob Manford – let's let's be honest about Rob Manford. He hasn't been a good commissioner, all right? I Honestly, I, I thought – Coming in, I thought he was going to change baseball for the better. Uh, he's made baseball that much worse, okay? So I, I, I don't like what Manfred has done. He's going to be uh, available to get rid of in 2024. Thank God. I'm sure a lot of people are probably waiting for Theo Epstein to take over baseball. But that's what a lot of people – and I think that's what he's trying to do. Uh, that's why he didn't take the Mets job. But uh, what are your thoughts with the strike, uh, some of the new rules, the DH uh, possibly being added to the National League? What are your thoughts to this? And how about having an umpire that is, I don't know, a robot? That, that's a little interesting, too, uh, with baseball and how, how baseball is completely transitioning right now. Yeah. Well, so first of all, I, I want to caution that it's a lockout and not a strike. And I know that the it's it's not that big a difference to a lot of people, but but there is – only the players can strike, but this is the owners locking the players out, right. uh, freezing roster movement, stuff like that. If it was up to the players, they wouldn't be doing that right now. Uh, and the owners don't have to do it, to be clear. They're going to do it at midnight tonight. Uh, they don't have to do it. Uh, they could keep negotiating and working on a new CBA like you're talking about with these various rule changes um, and let teams proceed under the previous CBA, even though it's expired, but they're not going to do that. They're you know they're going to freeze all roster movements, so none of these signings can happen, or or you know like guys like Seiya Suzuki from from Japan can sign or or be posted, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but in terms of the rule changes, I you know I'd love to see a universal DH at this point. I, I'm a big National League fan, uh, aesthetically or or you know philosophically, I like the idea of having one league be one way and the other. Uh, the other way, I like that balance. Uh, the problem is it's not actually a balance. The NL is at, at a distinct disadvantage uh, with their pitchers having to hit. And it's it's just to me, like, and it's not fun to watch them hit. They can't hit. They're horrible at it. There are very, even Madison Bumgarner, who everyone says is the pitcher who can hit, 
It's not fun. The only pitcher who can hit is in the American League. And he's he's a designated hitter, right? He, that's Shohei Otani. He's the MVP. That's the only pitcher who can hit. The only one. Anyone else is like, okay. You know, Zach Granke, it was nice to see him hit a couple singles in the World Series. Fine. But they're all bad, and it's just an automatic out. It's not – It's not. I mean, no, no one wants to watch a basketball player who can't shoot, right? Is that, I mean, like, that's not – Shaquille O'Neal shooting foul shots. You have all these big men shooting <laughs> foul shots. Yeah, did, did we like Hackashack? I mean, it was a strategy, but was it fun for anyone no. to watch? No. It's, it's terrible. Horrible. Ben Simmons? Ben I mean, Simmons is going to get down. Well, yeah. I was going to say Simmons. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Uh, so, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm in favor of universal DH. Uh, I, I do think that will happen. I think the trade-off there on, in some capacity is going to be an expanded playoffs. Mm. I don't like that at all. I do think it will happen. It's not the end of the world. Uh, but I, I, I think to some degree, the, the regular season, as I said, is the real proof of talent and it's devalued already. And you're going to, to expand the playoffs and place more emphasis on, on something that is, uh, not a real proof of talent. It's, it's, look, I love the playoffs. It's, it's one of the, it's the most exciting part of the year, but it's not necessarily proves what's what, you know, who the best team is. Mm. Um, robo umps, you know, I, I go back and forth on this. I think uh, I don't think they're quite ready for prime time is what I would say. There's a great article on the ringer uh, from Rob Arthur and who, who writes for us as well. And uh, Ben Lindbergh, who was a former editor in chief of BP. Uh, they, they did a lot of work on the, the automatic strike zone that's in the minor leagues and is in the Arizona fall league. Uh, there are a lot of pitches straight down the middle that don't get called uh, that, you know, things aren't fully calibrated. And the idea is that you have an umpire who can overrule the the automatic you know the 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 robot the thing that's calling the balls and strikes but if that's the case you kind of just have an umpire mm. uh you know what i mean and these look these guys are are good i actually wrote an article this year i don't know what you what you think of the idea i want to instead of instead of necessarily going straight to robot umpires i do think that's the future i think they need to clean it up a little bit i do think that's the future I think we need to get rid of the strike zone box on the television. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it drives people nuts. Mm-hmm. I think it, it truly like, something is this far, you know, a quarter of an inch off the plate, and they say, "What are you doing? It's clearly a ball." You don't know that. <laughs> if the box wasn't there, you wouldn't have had a problem with it. You know, I and then I had people telling me, "It's those aren't the problems. It's when they're five, six, seven inches off the plate." If you don't, if you can't tell when something's five, six, seven inches off the plate without the stupid box, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Also, the other thing too is they always never account for late movement either. I always get annoyed with that. So, so absolutely. Uh, so, my question is, in terms of the contract and the money-based things with this potential strike, that what the owners versus the players again, the lockout is, is like you're saying with the freezing roster. So, what do you yep. think are the biggest stipulations with that in terms of what the players would want? We've seen them trying to fight for like earlier arbitration dates where they get the contracts. Obviously, some players already got paid early in their contract. We saw the Braves do it with Acuna and Albies. The Blue Jays did it recently. The Rays just did it with Wander Franco. So yeah. is that going to be something that you think is going to be a main focal point when it comes to the money end of it? And what do you, what, what do you think the future of baseball contracts will look like? That's, that's a great question. I, I I'll start with what the, the uh, sticking point is between the, the owners and the players, the players. So, so like what you were saying before is that how many teams have bought a championship of late or, or made up mostly of free agents. You don't see it that much because free agency is expensive. You have to have these guys on your roster. You bring up that are cheap. The teams unilaterally control players for six or seven years uh, once they reach the majors. That's that's not counting their minor league time. That's once they reach the majors. The first three of, of those years, they unilaterally control their, their salary. They can pay them the league minimum. After that, it's arbitration uh, where they get raises, but it's not quite their free market value. 
So it's much cheaper to have these cost-controlled players. Uh, so the way that this sport has gone is you have all these really young, talented guys, guys like Franco, guys like Acuna, uh, you know, guys like Cody Bellinger early in his career when he's winning an MVP, he was being paid uh, something under a million dollars, basically. Uh, all that value is is coming from these young players, these these incredible rookies. And so what teams have done is focus on younger players and they keep their payrolls down by doing it that way. They'll splurge occasionally for a Scherzer, for a Starling Marte, for a Corey Seager, whatever it may be. But the core of their team is going to be really talented young players that haven't hit the point where they're having to pay them a lot yet. Right. So what the, what the uh, PA wants to do, what the union wants to do is shift some of that money downward towards the players who are actually producing the value on the field. And, and look, we've done studies, the share of, of production wins above replacement, whatever you want to use uh, being made on the field is increasingly younger and younger. So what the, what the union wants to do is put money in the hands of the guys that are producing the value. It's, it, you know, get paid for what you do basically for, you know, so, so you want to, they want to see, and, and I don't have this number from the union or anything, but something like double, triple, quadruple, the minimum salary. And if it, if it means, to, you know, they don't want to give up money from the top end guys like Scherzer, but if it means doing that, they might be willing to make some level of trade-off. If it means younger guys are going to get paid a little better because you talked about all those guys getting extensions early in their careers, Acuna, Franco, you can talk, toss in Luis Robert, uh, Eloy Jimenez. Those two guys signed a contract before even playing a game. They signed seven and eight year contracts before playing in the majors. The only reason a team wants to do that is because they can think they can, they can make a killing in terms of what the value those guys are going to provide versus what they're actually going to have to pay them. And if, if a, a player is making $2 million as a minimum, and again, I'm just making that up, uh, $2 million instead of $500,000, uh, they might be less inclined to take a deal like that because they know they're actually going to make decent money early on in their career. So that's a that's a big big deal for the players union. So breaking news. Well, I'm not really breaking. I think we all expected it, but uh, Chris Taylor is going to stay a Dodger. Four years, sixty million dollars. They did something. I'll take so four years. What was it? Uh, four years, sixty. Okay, my guess was four sixty-four. So oh, there you go. See, there you go. Well, shalom. Congratulations. <laughs> um, Thank you. So, we were talking about buying championships. The Texas Rangers have probably heard this conversation and said, well, screw all of you because that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> uh, Spain almost half a billion dollars in 24 hours. Uh, uh, Simeon, Seeger, and... Um, John Gray. Yes, John Gray. And um, Cole Calhoun. Why his name is relevant, I don't really know. But the Texas Rangers are very competition-based in the West now. The Oakland A's are going to be a pretty good team. Why they want to trade medals, and I don't really know. Uh, the A's, obviously, the Angels are going to get Mike Trout back next year, the best player in baseball, and the reigning MMVP. Do we think the Rangers have a shot to kind of get in the playoffs? Obviously, the Astros are still going to be there. Do we have them kind of hinging on playoff contingency here, or they just wasted a whole bunch of money? I, I don't think it has to be either of those things because I don't think they're I, I don't know that it's wasted yet, uh, but I don't think they're close to competing right now. Uh, if you want to look at their lineup, they added two uh, top tier hitters in Semyon and Seeger. They now have two good hitters in their lineup. Uh, I saw I saw someone post a, a potential lineup, uh, and th- I mean it, it just. Look, I mean you mentioned Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun is fine. 
but they have, I mean, he's, he was listed as their cleanup hitter. If Cole Calhoun is your cleanup hitter. No, you're not a good team. Um, no, I mean, look, look, those two guys are really, really good. And I don't think the, the Texas Rangers are done. They talked about spending something like a hundred million dollars, uh, or increasing their budget a hundred million dollars. As you said, it was 500, but that's over time. Uh, they're talking about increasing their budget $100 million this offseason. I mentioned Seiya Suzuki from Japan. I think he's on their radar. I, I think they're going to add another outfielder. Um, I don't think that's even going to be enough. But if you start looking forward to next year's free agency class, yeah. it's not nearly as good as this, this year's free agency mm-hmm. class. So they might be buying a little bit ahead of time. They also have a very deep farm system. It's not top, top tier talent. Uh, it's not guys in the you know in the top twenty five of our prospect list or anything like that, but some of them are about ready to show up. Uh, you know, outside of Jack Leiter, the re- the recent number two overall pick, uh, Al Leiter's son, extremely good. He he's a top top tier talent. He's a very very good pitcher. Uh, but outside of him, it's it's not a bunch of top guys. It's not like uh, it's not like Aloy Jimenez and and Luis Robert and Yoan Moncada w- with the White Sox when they're all young and and uh, you know coming up through the same team, uh, but. They, they do have guys who are going to hit the majors. I think they're going to be a, a little bit deeper, but I don't think 2022 is their year. And they're pitching. I mean, John Gray is okay. Dane Dunning, they got from the White Sox. He's okay. Uh, they, they don't have the rest. You know, the rest of their rotation is horrible. Uh, their bullpen. I, I asked people uh, in my world who are obsessed with baseball. I was on a show uh, on Monday. I said, who can name the, Ra- the Rangers closer? <laughs> no one could do it. I didn't know until I looked it's it up. Tommy Panarin, that's our closer. <laughs> it, it is... <laughs> It's Joe Barlow, who nobody knows, and with decent reason. He's not a bad reliever, but he's not – like, he shouldn't be your closer. You're not a playoff team, right? I mean, like, that's that's the reality. Yeah. So I don't know that it's wasted. These are long-term contracts. You have multiple years, which you can contend in the future. But it all depends on what they're going to do now, right? It, this is this is a start. It's an expensive start, but it's a start. It's an expensive start, that's for sure. We are talking to baseball prospectus editor-in-chief Craig Goldstein. Now, Craig, last question for me. Uh, we, we, we talk about the big teams. You talk about the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, uh, obviously now the New York Mets, all these top teams that are going to spend a lot of money and have spent a lot of money in the last couple of years. Two teams uh, right now that have really haven't made any moves, uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Are you surprised right now, obviously – not strike at the lockout is happening and both teams really haven't made any moves or are you expecting this both teams as the lockout starts to move forward uh, for them to make their decisions on what they're going to do to their rosters and their team before the season starts? I don't think the Red Sox are going to do a lot. They just signed Rich Hill mm-hmm. for the literally the seventh time in his career. <laughs> to sign the Boston Red. It's not a joke. Seven times he signed with one team. In his career, they just brought him back. Yeah. Uh, they signed Michael Waka for one year, seven yeah, those million dollars. St- I don't look at those as big. He's not good. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, it's, look, I'm saying like that's what they've done. Yeah. Uh, it's not much. I I think they're going to do stuff like that. I, and, and look, this was a team I didn't think was going to be very good last yeah. year. I I had them as fourth in the in the right. AL East. Right. Uh, they made the playoffs. Right. They hosted the Yankees. You know, they were basically they were tied, but they hosted the Yankees in the in the wild card game. They were. Not that, you know, they were, what, two wins away from uh, ultimately making the World Series? Absolutely. Um, that doesn't mean I, I, I can't criticize what Bloom and, and what they're doing in Boston. I, I think they should be doing more. But I I think uh, I think this is kind of what they're going to do. They're trying to build out depth and create room for some of the guys that they have coming up. Right. Uh, I do think that they'll be in on Kyle Schwarber. 
I, I, you know, I think he's very good. Uh, it was a good trade for them. Obviously, he hit really well. I think he's a good fit for them. I heard the but, Yankees are also interested in Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, too. well, I mean, they should look. Everyone, they should be as long as you can. You can either play him in in a right. bad left, you know, bad left field. Yeah. You know, like the the Red Sox have a short left field. They're able to do that off the wall, mm-hmm. or or play him play him at DH. And and he's a really good patient hitter. I, I think Yankee fans would probably go nuts if you had another strikeout prone. Uh, guy who hits for power and mm-hmm. takes walks and that kind of thing. So I don't, you know, I think he's a good player, but you might have too many of those exact types of guys in right. one lineup. Right. Uh, I look, I I don't know how Yankee fans are going to react to what I have to say here, but I think they're going to sign Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. I think that's where that's going. I know everyone hates him because of the the you know as well they should because of the cheating scandal. Uh, he's a re- look. He is built for that market. Uh, I think he he is a like. I know there's discussion about what clutch, you know, whether clutch exists, whatever. Uh, if it exists, he's it. Um, he's 27. He can play a legitimate shortstop. If the Yankees end up with this offseason signing Andrelton Simmons or trading for Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner Falefa, as was a rumor recently, if you're trading for the Rangers castoffs, well, they're signing Marcus Semyon and, and right. uh, Corey Seager. Look, I, as I said, I admire Brian Cashman greatly. That's that's a mess up. Right. That's a mess up. And we, we I, think that the Yankees are going to make one big move. I, I think they will. It's either Correa or Freeman. I think they're, it's either one or the other. They're just going to have to decide Olsen, which one they want. I think want. the trade. Yeah. I think they, they might go with yeah. Oakland. I think they might try and bring in Matt Olson, yeah. someone like that, who's a very who's a very good hitter, too. Uh, he he cut his strikeout rate dramatically last year um, and, and had a phenomenal year at first base. Uh, lefties would hit the, you know, hit that right field uh, outfield for the Yankees. It would, it would be, I mean, almost unfair the way that he, he swings in his pull power, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be Correa. Uh, it may be it's Freeman. I think it's going to be one of those guys. I yeah. think they really, the reason I like Correa is I like the right-handed power for, for them. I like his ability to actually be a shortstop. Look, I know that they have these, the Anthony Volpe. He's looks uh, good. And, he looks yeah, he's very good. Mm-hmm. And and they just drafted another shortstop in Trey Sweeney. Mm-hmm. I know that they like these guys a lot. We're going to rate Volpe very highly. Uh, that's all well and good, but you have 2022 to care about. And if Volpe needs to play second base, if Correa needs to play third, they can do that. Mm-hmm. They can figure, you know, too many good players is not really a problem. But if it is, it's a good problem to have. I don't think you really worry about that right now. You go get Carlos Correa mm-hmm. and you improve your team dramatically. So speaking of too many good players, your team, the Dodgers, obviously losing Max Scherzer and Corey Seager, but it's still loaded. It's still the best team in baseball on paper. So do you think they have? Uh, you think they're trying to shed salary more? They're, they were over the luxury tax last year, but I think they were thirty something million. And do you think this is a year where they still could go after somebody big, or is it just small moves this year and try to get under the luxury tax? Yeah, I mean the Chris Taylor signing. I don't think that's small money. Um, I, and obviously he was part of their team last year. I think he's an important part because the reason that they've been the best team in baseball is they've had a, an insane amount of depth. You know what I was talking about with Hein Bloom in Boston, what they're trying to do. It's what the Yankees do too. The you know when when they had. I, I, I know a lot of those guys fell off the next year, but when they had Mike Talkman and Cameron Maben, all these guys step up and step in and be good. You know the Dodgers. Dodgers have a version of that. They had Kike Hernandez doing that. Uh, you know, they, they had Chris Taylor doing that. It's not necessarily a fixed position, but they pl- plug in and play all over. They let other guys get rest, or if they get hurt, they can they can extend for a while. Uh, they've lost a lot of that depth over the last couple of years. Uh, the rotation, I mean, they need to sign Clayton Kershaw. I, 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 
as a fan, I think you have to do it. I understand that he's going to get hurt. I understand he's not going to throw 200 innings. When he does pitch, he's very good. He's the face of the, it's a little bit like the Freddie Freeman thing. What are we doing here? Right. This is the face of the franchise and he's good when he plays. Um, I, I think I, they're running out of big names to go get, right. you know, I've seen rumored interest on Freddie Freeman. I think that would be a great, great decision. Uh, I, I think they can afford to do it. I think some of what's causing them a problem is Trevor Bauer is sitting there. He's on administrative leave. We're <laughs> going to see if he gets, if you know, what the suspension is going to be. I don't think he pitches for the Dodgers ever again. Really? The question is, if he if he gets suspended, they get that money back. If he if they just opt not to play him, they don't get it back. And and so that's going to depend on you know that's going to impact how because he's making forty two million dollars next year. Huh. Uh, it's going to make, make a difference on what you're what you're paying people. So they might be waiting on some level for some resolution there. You actually kind of just segued into my question perfectly, so I'm glad we're synced here. So Trevor Bauer obviously is a big name that could be traded, right? We'll say that's fair to say. Could could be sure. Okay. I, I don't think anyone's trading for him, but, well, but sure. No, but I'm sure if the Dodgers have to pay him, then the team will say, "I hey, will take half the payment and give us, you know, the suspension for." Whatever. But anyway, what market or what tree leaves are you hearing of the next big name to get traded? I think it's going to be Hater, personally. But what's the next big guy that everyone's going to go, that's the guy that the team's going to have to trade now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the name I've been saying over and over. I, I think it's going to be Matt, Matt Olson. I, I like the, the the A's are they're they're like actively antagonizing their fan base in the city that they play for. They're talking about moving to to Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh, I think they're just absolutely – I mean, look, Marcus Semyon, he just got $175 million over seven years. Uh, he he was with the A's. He was basically an MVP quality guy in twenty uh, in 2019. Uh, he fell off in 2020. Uh, they they basically said, bye. You know, they gave him – well, they gave him a $12 million – they didn't even qualify and offer him. They gave him uh, a $12 million offer. The the Blue Jays signed him for 18 and then he goes and has an MVP quality season. I know you're not winning the MVP with Shohei Otani, but he was that level of player. And Vladimir Guerrero, over... too. <laughs> What's that? And Vladimir, and Vladimir Guerrero. Guerrero. Yes. Right. I mean, they had two MVP quality guys. Yes. Look, only one guy can win it. But, yes. but he was up there with them. Uh, and then he gets $175 million. The A's are just, they're not willing to pay these guys what they're worth. And Olsen is in arbitration. He had, I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, Look up his numbers. They're monster numbers. They're better than you think they are right now. That's what I'm going to tell you about Matt Olson. Uh, and he's going to bring them a haul. Someone will pay up in prospects for them. And by the way, if you're the Yankees potentially trading for Matt Olson, maybe you sign Carlos Correa and trade for Matt Olson and, and trade Trey Sweeney or Anthony Volpe or one of your many infield pro- the, the Yankees have a, have a, a deep farm system. Yeah, it's a slow. They, can, they can trade a couple of those guys and not well, be barren. You know, in the farm system, something like that. I don't think they're going to trade Volpe. I think they really no. I, like I don't him. think they yeah, will. But I'm I saying think, you could you could do yeah. that, and you you'd make your team a lot better in 2022. I, now there's yeah. long term to think about. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the only way right. to do things, but you could do that. I think the two players that I think are untouchable right now in their farm system is Volpe and Dominguez. I think those are the two guys that I think the Yankees Dominguez, who everybody believes is going to be a five tool player, Manny Ramirez. 
type of power player. Yeah, I know, I, I know, but he's a switch hitter. He can hit yeah. for power, and, and and for a guy that can hit and play and be a five tool player, and he's a switch hitter. There are not many in the league like that. So yeah, uh, no, he and he's a physical freak. Like yes. he for for as if you've seen a video of him, he's huge. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. And he flies. He's he's really fast for how big he is. I, I think some of his legend has uh, kind of preceded him a little bit. It doesn't mean he can't get there. Uh, but right now, you know, he's he's not like the number one prospect in baseball or no. anything, which was how people talked about him mm-hmm. originally. But that's okay. This is it takes a long time when you sign at sixteen and, and you debut at you know even at nineteen twenty. There's years go by. Uh, for for these guys to figure things out, either so, was Mike Trout, and we we know what no, Mike Trout exactly. is. <laughs> we know exactly. what Mike Trout is. So, that's exactly right. And I I don't know if that's Dominguez, and I don't I'm not saying he's Mike Trout. No, so, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll have we'll to see. see what he does when he got because I thought Floreal was going to be a good player, and uh, he got hurt, and he's just not. I, I I just don't know what happened to this kid that everybody thought as a prospect he's a five tool player and he could play the game, and then he. He tore I, – I forget what he tore. He tore something in his leg, and he hasn't been the same player. And, and unfortunately, yeah. uh, the Yankees are now probably looking to push him out of the farm system. So well, You know, maybe he's someone who goes in a trade. You know, yeah. that, those probably. Are, those, are, those are guys other teams are willing to take a, take a chance on, see if they can – they can adjust something and get something out of those guys. But we would love to get you on again because yeah. I, I think you're – first of all, your information, the quality of information that you've given us is is ridiculous. And uh, I, I'm definitely – Speedy was telling me about uh, baseball prospectus, and he's been following you guys for years. Mm-hmm. He's a huge, yeah. huge fan of what you guys write over there. And My, my brother and I actually had the, the books, like the paperback books from baseball perspectives from back in like 07 or something like that, right before the, uh, yeah, one of those back from, I think the 2007 season, I believe. I think it's, yeah. it's unbelievable what you guys do. And we really appreciate you joining us and, uh, speedy will be reaching out to you, uh, as this, uh, close out or whatever they call haul out strike lockout, lockout whatever they call it now with baseball. Um, whenever <laughs> Get this, out. yeah, whatever, whenever it opens up again, <laughs> Um, we would love to. We would love to know your perspective as as the season and the spring training starts. Uh, so definitely, we'll definitely keep you linked in and, and definitely get you on the show again. Would love to do it. Had a great time, guys. Absolutely. Uh, as you guys know, uh, we were just talking to baseball prospectus editor in chief Craig Goldstein. Craig, tell the fans how they can find you on social media. I'm at C D Goldstein. Uh, on Twitter, that's that's really where I am. Baseballperspectus.com if you want to check out the site. Absolutely. And I'm going to be checking it out now because Speedy's like, uh, as soon as he got you on a sh- uh, show, he's like, oh, man, I'm a big fan of the writing. So uh, so he's – It brought back memories. <laughs> I remember I had the book. I remember the book. It was, ve- it was very elaborate. So, <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Craig Goldstein, ladies and gentlemen. Great, great guy, as you could see. Uh, knowledge in baseball is ridiculous. And – Hey, listen, um, there's a lot of things that he said that I would absolutely agree with, uh, especially with the Yankees. I expect the Yankees to make a splash. I I do believe the Yankees will uh, decide on who they're going to go after. Is it Freddie Freeman? Is it Correa? Are they going to make a trade for Olsen? I don't believe Brian Cashman's going to sit out, especially with this lockout where he has time to make a decision on where he wants to go, where they're going to say, you know what? I'm not making a move. I'm just going to take this guy and that guy, fill in the the possibilities of what these guys could be, and hopefully they have a good season. I don't see Brian Cashman doing that, especially with the Mets spending. And and really, after watching the Red Sox and the Houston Astros go to the ALCS 
and and one of them actually went to the uh, the World Series. So I, I can't see Brian Cashman not making a big time move uh, where uh, it puts the Yankees in some kind of perspective that they are. Uh, a World Series contender. Because I, I still think with the team that they have and the roster that they have, they're still a big contender. They're a top five contender, top four contender. I don't think anybody can argue with the talent that the Yankees have that they're not. I understand Yankee fans are upset. I understand Yankee fans want to jump off a cliff when Max Scherzer signed with the Mets and said, ooh, they got a new little shiny tool to play with. I, 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 I still think um, with what's going on in baseball and how baseball is going, and we saw last year, uh, DJ LeMayu signed a six-year deal worth about $90 million. And, and DJ LeMayu is one of the best hitters in baseball. Okay, he didn't have a good season. He wasn't healthy this year. But when healthy, who's going to argue that DJ LeMayu is not one of the best hitters in baseball? When he's won a batting title in the National League and the American League. And by the way, he's the first player to ever do that. So it, it shows you that... With talent, you can win. The problem with the Yankees, I think, and 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 Craig said it very easy. And it, the Yankees got a lot of power in their lineup. They don't hit for average. They need to find players that are going to hit for average. I think Freeman's a good player. I'm not a big Correa guy, but hey, listen, he puts. First of all, he's a superstar. Uh, he's still one of the best shortstops in baseball. Anybody that argues that is an idiot. He is. Uh, is he worth? Uh, 280, 300 million that he's been asking for. I don't think he's worth that. Uh, is, is that what the Yankees are going to have to pay to get him? I don't see the Yankees giving him a 10 year deal. I, so if that's what he's asking for, like, uh, we saw Seager have, or we've seen some of these shortstops have like the Lindors. I cannot see the Yankees giving Carlos Correa. And we've heard Brian Cashman say this numerous amount of times. I'm never giving another player a 10 year contract. I guess there's a glimmer of hope with the the Seager contract that he might get it, but yeah, probably not from the Yankees. I don't think it's the Yankees. Uh, I think Freddie Freeman, six years, $180 million. That's more like the Yankees. That's where the I believe the Yankees would absolutely agree to give, give uh, a guy like Freddie Freeman um, a six-year, $180 million. Guy. That's around the Yankees' realm. That's where the Yankees want to – Brian Cashman said – and I remember this three years ago when they interviewed Brian Cashman after the whole Robinson Cano incident and obviously the Jacoby Ellsbury debacle when they gave him that extended contract uh, from the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. He came out and said that he will never give – he traded for Giancarlo Stan. That was because he was handed Giancarlo Stan, the MVP of the National League and one of the best power hitters in baseball. Okay, That, that doesn't happen overnight. And the fact that Derek Jeter did that was like really – Kissing the Yankees, saying, here you go, guys. Here's a chance to win, okay? But, uh, and, uh, by the way, uh, uh, remember when Errol said that Carlos Correa won't get $200 million? I, I didn't believe he was going to get $200 million. No, I, uh, especially with last year with the contracts that these players were getting. Jeff, to, it, it, you do have to admit, though, getting Seager getting that money was definitely shocking. Shocking. Though. And Springer Springer got, what, $140, $130 yeah, million right. last year when he's one of the best center fielders in baseball? And Seager, for a guy that's that That's why I didn't prone. think he was going to get a two hundred over $200 million. So, Jeff, mm-hmm. yes, I did say that. But the way baseball is working this offseason – Obviously, he's going to get over two hundred million dollars, but that's not because I—that's not because I was wrong or right about what I said. I—I I looked at last year and the way the contracts were working. I didn't think that anybody was going to get another three hundred million. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, I know you're trying to call. Call back in a bit. We have—we have another guest coming on at ten. Yes, we have another guest, so you can call back right after our guest. Um, why don't we do that? When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to fantasy pros. 
and Dynasty Nerds fantasy football writer Garrett Price here on the Sports Lab Mounts. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, another show of the Sports Loud Mouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-hosts, Speedy, Small Fry Petey, and Tyler, Morphy Mall Paul, Morley Mall Paul, Mothball Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Shout out to Baseball Prospectus, Editor-in-Chief Craig Goldstein. He was awesome. And now, we have our second guest of the show. We are now talking to fantasy pros and dynasty nerds fantasy football writer, Garrett Price. What's going on, Garrett? Not too much, guys. How are you doing? Oh, well, we're not dancing. Uh, you know, we got a, 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 a my co-host over here has a headache. Uh, that he's trying <laughs> to uh, he's trying to slowly but surely for the three hour show uh, make it through the show. But I told him before we got you on, if you want an ibuprofen or Advil, I can get you one. Uh, he says no need for it. So, um, but anyways, tell us a little bit about yourself and and how uh, did you start doing fantasy and 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 really. Uh, doing the things that you're doing with fantasy football. Yeah, so uh, I've been doing fantasy football from a writing, from a podcasting standpoint for uh, about three years now. And, you know, it was one of those situations where it was uh, it was better to be lucky than good, honestly, more than anything. I uh, I was doing some writing for like my home league. You know, we all have these these home leagues we're in with our buddies and we trash talk. And then halfway through the season, half the people forget about the league. And you, you know how those go. And so every week I was that dude that was like doing a write up for the league and like just talking about what players I thought were going to do well, what teams were hot garbage and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And one of my buddies came up to me and he's like, you know, Garrett, um, those, those write-ups you do, they're, they're actually pretty, they're actually pretty good. Like you should do it for people that care. It's like, Oh, 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 okay. Uh, And I just so happened right at that same time, I was listening to a podcast, the dynasty nerds, fantasy football podcast which was the largest dynasty podcast out there i was listening to it and they were looking for some writers and i was like shoot i'm you know i'm gonna apply let's see how it goes and i applied they liked the stuff and uh i come to find out i didn't even know it at the time i only lived about an hour away from the guys that were doing the show so they invited (laughs) me to come do a guest spot three years later now i own part of the company so it's uh, it's crazy (laughs) how these things go Well, it's it's a little that that's a little crazy. You go you go from just being a writer to now being one of the owners. So exactly, you know, exactly. Uh, money talks, baby, money talks. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we get into your Ohio State Buckeyes? Because uh, Speedy Petey over here told me that you're a Buckeyes fan, and uh, before we get into the NFL, I I have to get into this because all year. I've been saying this is the year Michigan's going to knock off Ohio State. Everybody thought I was nuts. Now all of a sudden Michigan destroys Ohio State, and now all the excuses come out. Oh, Ohio State's not built for the cold. They're not built for the snow. They're not built for the bad weather. So what was your thoughts after this complete, utter craziness, after Michigan knocks off finally 
the Ohio State Buckeyes for at least I think ten years. I mean, it's been forever. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a while. Yeah. So I I do my best to be as unbiased as humanly possible, which is which is tough to do. You're you're, you're a fan. You love your team. You root for your boys. But I try my best to be as impartial as possible. Uh, but really, what happened was their defensive line dominated our offensive line. I mean, they were just. They were they were rushing the quarterback well. They were stopping the run. Travion Henderson, one of the best running backs in the country, wasn't hardly doing anything that game. And they were running the ball down our throat, and our, our linebackers just couldn't fill the holes, couldn't fill the gaps. It was just, you know, it was more of a this old school mentality, and they just they beat us up, which is <laughs> embarrassing to say. I hate it. it. It ticked me off, but that's really what happened. So it's but as as much as I was frustrated, as much as I was angered by this situation that happened, it's good for the Big Ten and it's good for the rivalry because anytime a rivalry becomes too one-sided, it's not as much fun anymore. You want that anybody could win at any time, any year. So I think it's going to help breathe a little bit more life back into this great rivalry. Look at the smile on Jim Harbaugh, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Can't stand that guy. I love his smile after that, after they interviewed him. I've never seen a bigger smirk. It looked like he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Well, for him, it was. He was 0-5, so he needed that. So do you think this particular game and also this particular season says more about Ohio State maybe being a little flawed in some areas? I always said their their offensive line and their defensive line this year have been down from what they usually are. Uh, you mentioned Travion Henderson doing very well, and obviously they got the two great receivers with Olave and Wilson as well. But what do you think it was for Ohio State more, or, or do you think Michigan was just that good and maybe proved themselves to be better than a lot of people expected, especially after collapsing the way they did against Michigan State? Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think Michigan is better than most people, including myself, gave them credit for. Uh, They have, I mean, they have some legitimate defensive linemen. I mean, them boys can hunt. Uh, So, uh, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. They were, they were better than I thought they were. But, you know, anytime we have a young team overall too, you know, our our starting quarterbacks are freshmen, our our starting running backs are freshmen. Uh, We brought in some new linemen, you know, like there's, it was just a younger team, and defensively, I think that's the biggest frustration of all of this is just defensively, we're nowhere near where we've been in the past where, you know, we're producing, you know, a bunch of first-round DBs. We're producing a bunch of first-round defensive linemen. You know, we have all the – and we we just don't really have that on this team right now. There might be a couple freshmen that become that, but we don't have those junior and senior leaders that you just go to and you're like, these dudes are studs. They're going to step up in big games, and, and I think that was the difference. So we're talking about Michigan and Ohio State. Obviously, their alumni list in the NFL is pages upon pages alone. So obviously now we see Micah Parsons, who's probably going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year as well, who came in and took the Cowboys' defense, which was awful last year, and catapulted them to now winning the NFC East. Is there a guy you're looking at in this NFL draft that might not be getting the spotlight that everyone should be looking at? Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I don't know that there's anybody that is out of the spotlight, but Thibodeau out of, uh, out of Oregon, I mean, he looks like he could he could be the real deal. Uh, you know, he, he could really be one of those players, but I don't have anybody on the defensive side of the football anyway that I would say is like really under the radar that's going to turn out as well as somebody like a Micah Parsons where, you know, he he's not even just a defensive rookie of the year candidate. I mean, he's a... He's a defensive player of the year candidate with how well he's playing. So I don't know that we have anybody quite that talented uh, in this class, but there's there's definitely some good good prospects and a lot of depth on the edge rushing 
uh, side of the ball there. We are talking to fantasy pros and dynasty nerds, fantasy football writer Garrett Price. So why don't we get into some NFL conversation? Uh, obviously, we're here in New York. Your thoughts to Dave Gettleman, obviously, the acquisitions he made in the offseason. Um, obviously, you, you've, you've heard that Odell Beckham uh, was available. Giant fans were jumping. Let's bring him back. Let's reunite him uh, with this team. It didn't happen. He goes over there to the Rams. What are your thoughts to the Giants this offseason? Is, is Judge going to be looking for a job? Is Gettleman going to be looking for a job? Where do you see this team? And do you think Daniel Jones is the quarterback of the future of this organization? Those are a lot of good questions there, and that's been the tough part is it's been really difficult to gauge Daniel Jones because of all the injuries that they've had. They've had some offensive line issues, but then when you're talking about the skill position players, I mean, every week, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, like all of these guys are out, and so it's really tough to judge a young quarterback when he just hasn't had the pieces to do it. So, you know, usually the transcendent guys can make it happen no matter what, so clearly he's not that. But is he an average to above average quarterback? It's still tough to say. But NFL, you know, a lot of people say it stands for not for long. So you got to prove it or lose it. And I think I think we're at the point where I just don't know that he's done enough, whether it's entirely his fault or not. I don't know that he's done enough to really prove it. And so while I think that there's still a shot that he is the starter next year, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they draft a quarterback uh, at, at some point in the, you know, the first two days of the draft. Somebody, this isn't the strongest quarterback class, but there are a lot of players with some upside here. But as far as going to Gettleman and things like that, I don't think he's done as terrible of a job as some people believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's actually brought in some decent talent. I'm not sold on Joe Judge. He's this old school, hard nosed guy. And there's, there are places for that in the league, but clearly there's something missing here because this is actually a pretty solid defense uh, and the offensive line is getting better, but things are just not jiving all the way. There's no cohesion. There's no excitement on this team. You, you can see some of those young teams that might not be very good, but you see the excitement and the passion and the, you know, what's what, like you, you see the upside of what it could be. You just don't feel that right now, that cohesion with the, the giants. And I put a lot of that on the coaching. So uh, as of right now, I think David Gettleman, it, I, could he be back? I think he could. I don't think he's been as bad as people think, but I'm probably out on Joe Judge. So outside of probably Kyle Shanahan, the, the coach that everyone hates in the fantasy community the most is Jason Garrett. Oh. So now he's finally gone. So again, so for this season, the remainder of the season, the fantasy playoffs obviously coming up. Now Freddie Kitchens, the Giants offensive coordinator. Do you think that you think that maybe there are some players that benefit from that kind of scheme the most? We didn't really see it against the Eagles. They won 13 to 7, but it was with their defense. And also, what coach, if uh, looking for a coach in the offseason, say Judge is gone, do you think would be the best to get the most out of these offensive players, especially if Jones is still there? Yeah, those are those are good questions. So let, let's start with Freddie Kitchens. I, I'm familiar with Freddie Kitchens. He was the uh, the coach for the Browns for one season there. Uh, Freddie's a good guy. He's a good old boy. Uh, I don't I don't think he's this uh, offensive innovator mastermind type guy. He his history is is with running backs. So this could be a slight boost maybe to Saquon Barkley. Uh, but I know that they've been tentative to really give him that full complement that full workload uh, just because of all of the injuries and stuff like that but uh, at some point you gotta let stallions run and, and the, the kids a stallion so I, I think with Freddie Kitchens we might finally see Saquon Barkley really get back into this offense uh, and get things moving uh, but 
what, what, what was your second question after that? I was going to say, in the offseason, say they do get rid of Judge and uh, they, they oh, clean yeah. house like the coaching staff. Is there, Say Daniel Jones stays, or even if he doesn't, like, would, is there any one coach that you think would be a big boost to those offensive players? Yeah, so there, there's a couple different guys that, that come to mind uh, potentially as, as coaches or uh, different coordinators and things like that. Uh, but I think, I think the guy that's going to be uh, the envy of, of most teams, and, and now I'm blanking, it's the, uh, the Carolina offensive coordinator. Joe Brady. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think he's probably the one that's going to be coveted the most. Uh, I, I think those are, you know, we saw what he did with LSU and, and Joe Burrow. He hasn't had the greatest success so far with with Carolina, but they're another team so far that's been uh, it's just been a nightmare as far as injuries and you know Christian McCaffrey's played what ten games. He's out for the season now. He's done. He's mm-hmm. done again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there've been quarterback issues and injuries and just it, it's been tough. So I, I think Brady's probably the one. If I had to to handpick somebody, I think he would be the one that I would most likely say. I would want to go after because I think they need to get a young, fresh offensive mind. But if you're doing that, I think it's going to be similar to what we've seen with a lot of these coaches. I think he's going to want his guy. And so I think that probably does spell the end for Daniel Jones. And so they might be looking at a, you know, a Sam Howell. They might be looking at a Desmond Ritter. They might be looking at a, a, a Willis from, from Liberty. You know, so I think if that happens, Giants fans, unfortunately, are going to have to be ready for kind of that full turnover all over again. I'm good with Ritter. I'm skeptical of the other ones right now. Okay. (laughs) So we're doing a lot of talking about coaching, and you kind of hit a nail on the head before when you said that this team looks very blah. Um, The Lions are 0-10, but they love Dan Campbell, and they play very hard for that man. So Mike Tomlin came out this week when uh, Chase Claypool – kind of came out and said the practices are too hard. They need to be more fun. And Mike Tomlin basically told him to go put that idea where the sun doesn't shine. He's going to run the team <laughs> his way. And being that a lot of these coaches are very nose to the grind, very hard. Belichick is not soft. No. Um, Mike Tomlin's not a soft guy either. There's a lot of – most of them are very edgy and very, I'm going to run the team my way. Joe Judge is a guy that runs that philosophy as well. Is – do you think that there needs to be this more Matt LaFleur, Matt Rule type of coaching where they're just very Pete Carroll's kind of a prime example of it? Let the players play and let their emotions speak for themselves? Is that where the NFL is headed? I think it is trending that way more than we've seen in the past where we you're right, we've had a lot more of the old school, you know, John Gruden would have fallen in line with the Bill Belichicks of the world, a just hardcore guy that uh, is going to do things his way. But I think the biggest thing more than anything else is sometimes I think you see these coaches try to be something they're not. So these guys that aren't these hardcore guys, these nose of the grindstone type guys that they're, they try to be tough. They try to be these, you know, and, and the opposite guys that that is their style. That is their philosophy, but they feel like they have to lighten up to cater to today's, like just, just be the type of coach that you're, you're going to be. And I think players are going to respect it. You know, I, I played high school football. I played college football, um, you know, growing up playing sports. You could tell the coaches that actually believed what they were saying. You could tell the coaches that actually were confident in what they were doing. And I think that's a huge thing. I think trying to fit a certain style or a certain mold that you think you need to fit into, that's not going to last for long. So I think the biggest thing is just 
find a coach that truly believes in who he is and is going to mesh with the the, the personnel that you want on your team. If you want a hard-nosed, hardcore type of team, then then that's the coach you go for. If you want uh, you know more a, a young, fun, light, high energy, then go for that. But I think you have to fully embrace whatever that is. Uh, we are talking to fantasy pros, dynasty nerds, fantasy football writer Garrett Price. Garrett, let's go on. Let's go on to the other New York team. And okay. a lot of Jet fans are are questioning the draft, uh, bringing in uh, obviously not the draft, the whole draft because the draft looks pretty damn good, uh, but. The quarterback, and I am a Jet fan, and a lot of people, like, after the first year, and I, we've talked to a lot of analysts, we have had a lot of writers come on the show and say, uh, the Shanahan offense, it usually takes two years to figure out, because it's a very hard offense to learn, especially as a rookie quarterback. When you look at Zach Wilson, and obviously the Jets have, uh, right now, if the season were to end, the Jets have the three, I mean, the four and the five pick, the Giants have six and the seven, which is unheard of, to have a top... You know, both New York teams have four of the top ten picks and I think the Eagles in the first two round. As well, yeah, the, the, top the, 10. the Eagles have the next two. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. It really is. It's absolutely crazy. What are your thoughts to Zach Wilson? And do you really – a lot of people still think Zach Wilson's the guy. It's just going to take a little while to understand this offense. Do you think Zach Wilson is naturally the guy for this team? So I've not been the, the biggest Zach Wilson guy mm-hmm. uh, you know, even, even coming out of college. And that's one of the things we do at dynasty nerds is we watch a lot of tape. Like we get really nerdy into watching tons and tons of tape of these guys in college. I thought he was a good quarterback. I think he had a lot of traits, uh, but he, he didn't do anything spectacular. There was a lot of things he did well, but there wasn't that one thing that you were like, you know, Lamar Jackson, fantastic athlete, Josh Allen, cannon foreign arm, you know, different play, super accurate. You know, there was, there was nothing that he had to like really truly hang his hat on. So a lot of good traits, nothing special or elite. So going going into this this season, I was I was hoping that he would get to go to a team where they were a little more established. You know, he, they, maybe he got to sit and watch a little bit. You know, because he is a little bit of a younger guy. You know, he hasn't had a crazy amount of starts. He's not this, you know, four-year quarterback that started as a true freshman or anything like that. So I, I was hoping that he would have a little bit more time, get a little bit more of an opportunity to learn. Uh, but, you know, kind of like Trey Lance, you know, but but that hasn't transpired for him. They threw him to the Wolves Still right early. Away. Still early. It, yeah, a little early. So that being said, though, I, I I think it is too early to say one way or another. You know, you look at Peyton Manning's rookie season. Right, it was Peyton hard. Manning, 20, he set the record for interceptions in a season. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was embarrassingly bad. So some of these guys do take some time to develop. And I actually overall really like what they're building. I think the Jet, the Jets, I, I like Robert Sala. I think he's a smart guy. I think he has some growing pains, some things to, to figure out as he goes. But you, you drafted Elijah Moore, who I think is an incredibly talented receiver. thought that was a steal where they got him. Uh, Michael Carter, I think is a good young scat back. Uh, and I think he can be an effective running back in this league. They've got some solid pieces on the offensive line. Beckham is just, he's awesome. So he needs to start playing. I mean, he, he's been hurt. Yes. He's been hurt. And I think that's affected the growth of Zach Wilson. Cause you don't have that left tackle. That's going to protect you. Elijah Vera Tucker's turning. He, he looks like he's going to awesome. be a stud. He's going to be a stud. I, I really think at that, at number four and five, if Neil is sitting there at four, I think you you grab him up, you solidify that offensive line, you put Neil on the right side, and then you really 
put Zach Wilson in position to not fail and put him in position where he's going to have time to actually produce and, and get that ball where he needs to get it. So I think yep, that's where they absolutely. go. And then also that LSU corner who uh, – uh, Stingley, yeah. Yeah, who a lot of people believe might fall because of uh, some of the, some of these teams that are sitting above them that are looking for particular positions uh, sure. that – is not Stingley is not going to be at that position where a lot of people are going to be looking. So uh, the Giants could have a chance to get him. I mean, uh, the Giants don't need corners. They no, don't. Please. And right now the Jets. Take a pass rusher, please. Right. And, and the Jets <laughs> right now with the, the draft that they had in the second half Four of the draft, uh, they've had a very good uh, draft when it comes to the corner position too. So uh, I, I think that uh, Stingley could fall. I, I really think he could fall as good as he is. And, 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 and Jeff, who's a big uh, – He's a he's a big our big uh, I guess you could say college football guy. He says that Stingley is the best player in this draft by far. So uh, it's I, crazy. I would tend to agree. I think he is. You know, I don't know if I'd say by far, but I do think he is the best player in this draft. It's just you rarely see a DB go that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he's got the raw ability is is pretty ridiculous for that kid. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the rookie quarterbacks in general, uh, both this year and also next year too, when the class is supposed to be a little more, like you were saying, questionable, where maybe there's maybe there's somebody that breaks out, but it's not obvious. And it's, this year there were supposed to be more sure things. Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be very good. Justin Fields, we were sure. thinking that. And even Zach Wilson, a lot of people thought when it was yes. rising, were more of, more of that kind of thing, but it hasn't happened that way this year. Sure. So from a... From a dynasty perspective, what can you imagine these, the, this quarterback grouping to be for the young quarterbacks? Because we saw more instant impact the year before with Burrow and Herbert. So wh- how do you judge that kind of thing when it comes to a fantasy perspective and also the upside potentially that these guys could have, in the, especially the 21 class? Because we know Mac Jones, he's great this year, but he kind of is what he is. And maybe do you see more upside with him and then how much more upside with the other guys? So Mac Jones is an interesting case. So uh, sometimes we have to differentiate fantasy football and real football. Whereas even though the game of fantasy football is based off of real football, the way the scoring always works out doesn't mean that they are always good in both. Hmm. So I would argue that Mac Jones right now is playing very good as an NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's making a lot of good reads. He's running that offense very efficiently. He's doing what he's been asked to do. And he's leading that team to the playoffs right now. So from an NFL perspective, you're thrilled. But from a fantasy football perspective, He has no rushing upside. He's not running the football at all. You know, when it gets to the winter months, the the, the Patriots run the football. They're not looking to throw the football much. And even at this point, as as well as he's played, fantasy football-wise, on a points-per-game basis, he's behind Sam Darnold. He's behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. He's behind Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, it's not like he's scoring a ridiculous amount of points. So that's the tough part is he's a really good real-life quarterback, I just don't know how much it's going to translate to fantasy. Hmm. I think so when it comes to the other quarterbacks, then Trevor Lawrence has been, I think it's safe to say he's been disappointing this year. I mean, we're talking about one of the most highly regarded quarterbacks coming out maybe ever. I mean, we're talking Andrew Luck range, Peyton Manning range, or, you know, we, we, we really put this kid on a pedestal and so far he's been meh at best. Uh, and that's probably being a little bit nice, honestly. So, all of that being said, the, what's going on in Jacksonville right now is is tough. You know, he, he got paired with a coach, and I'm familiar with Urban Meyer. Obviously, he was at Ohio State yep. for a long time. And I think Urban Meyer is a great college football coach, but he's running that team like a college football team. There is a huge difference between how a college football team is run and how an NFL football team is run. And so <laughs> I just don't think he was set up to succeed. 
And then even then, they're drafting guys like like Travis Etienne in the first round, which who's out for the season, <laughs> who's, who's out for the season. That doesn't help at all, but you know, get this guy, some receivers to catch the football or give him some offensive linemen to block for him. The last thing he needed was another running back because they have James Robinson. Who's, who's already a very talented player in his own right. So they just didn't do a lot of things to set him up for great success. I still think the raw ability is just far too good for this kid, for him to fail. He'll be fine. I still, I still would be buying. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes, uh, let, let's go to Justin Fields. Now I've been a big Justin Fields supporter, uh, not just because I'm an Ohio state fan. I, I think the intangibles are really there. He was crazy, crazy accurate in college talking about one of the most accurate quarterbacks that we've seen coming out in a long time, but we also have the athletic ability. And so from a fantasy football perspective, this might end up being the opposite, uh, you know, where he might not do quite as well in real life. But I think he's going to do very well for fantasy football just because of how fantastic of an athlete he is. All of those rushing yards really equate to a lot of fantasy football success. So it might actually be a little bit flipped from him and Mac Jones. Kind of like a Jalen Hurts type case. Exactly. Whereas Jalen Hurts, you're not like convinced that he's the guy for Philly. I am. Fantasy football. I am. He's. You are? I am. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be a good quarterback in this league. Again, it's still early for Jalen Hurts. Sure. I mean, this is his second full year, and and you've seen some bright things about him. He's been special in certain things. And Zach Wilson, there is something special that I saw in Zach Wilson. He was the most accurate quarterback to come out of college football. So, I mean, his his accuracy is is phenomenal. The problem with Zach Wilson, I think, this year is the short passes. He's got to work on when he's in the pocket. He steps in the pocket. He makes those short passes. That's something that Mike White was doing, and that's something that obviously all the other quarters are Joe Flacco, and it works in that offense. If he learns how to do that in this offense, he will be successful. I think his ability of moving inside and out of the pocket, running both ways, he can make every throw. So I I agree with you. I mean, but to say that he didn't have anything that was great about him, I think his accuracy, just like you were saying, Mac Jones too, accurate quarterback coming out of college. So two very accurate quarterbacks that are very solid stepping in the pocket and making those throws. The, the reason I didn't give him elite measurables for accuracy, because you're right, on paper, he did, he did fantastic with that. You saw a lot of things in college where he, his, his tight ends and his receivers helped him out a little bit, and the coverage was just so much softer mm-hmm. compared to what you're seeing in the SEC and the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And so I think some of those throws that ended up being completed wouldn't have been completed at, at, a, at a bigger school. And so that's why I didn't give him the elite marks for him. The closest thing that I would say to elite, though, was he had some of the quickest hands and one of the quickest releases out of any of the quarterbacks in last year's class. And I think that was one thing that I did think that was pretty spectacular. Uh, There was somebody, and I'm trying to remember who it was, but they compared him to Omar Vizquel, the former shortstop of the Cleveland Indians. Like He just has really quick hands. Um, And so it's an odd cross-sport comparison. But, uh, you know, I I do think that was something that I did think was was, was pretty unique uh, about Zach Wilson there. So... Yeah, that's kind of kind of my feelings on so far on this year's quarterback class. Obviously, we're talking about rookie. By the way, why is everyone still shitting on Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo's played very well ever since he came he back from injury, and the guy's a winner. Like he might not be fancy, he might not have five thousand yards, but the guy wins football games. It's the Patriot way. But anyway, I'm not a Patriots fan. I just it really is. The Patriots <laughs> yes, he way. is. No, I'm he was, really not. He was from the Patriots. It makes sense. So. Obviously, we're talking about rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks, but there are going to be veteran guys on the move. Garoppolo's name has been mentioned for like two years already about being moved. 
Uh, the Russell Wilson experience in Seattle looks like it's about to blow up in, with Pete Carroll. Yes. If Russell Wilson is to just say on the market per se, who's the team that's going to go out and get him? I think if you had to couple... put betting odds on it. I, I would say the highest team to go get him would probably be the Denver Broncos. I think they are locked in to getting an elite quarterback this year, whether it's him, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. whether it's Deshaun Watson. Right. Uh, you know, they. I think they are trying to put all the pieces in place to do exactly what they did when they got Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're attempting to recreate right now. So I would say they are the highest likelihood to to land either Russell Wilson or we'll say maybe Aaron Rodgers. Um, but if it if it's not there, uh, the Steelers are another interesting one. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson doesn't fit stylistically super well with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think that they're another team that is going to try to prolong this window that they have right now by bringing in a quarterback uh, to, to help sustain that team. Carolina is another team that obviously they're desperate for a quarterback, but they've already used some draft capital and they're paying all these quarterbacks right now. They I gave mean, up a second and a fourth. I can't see them uh, trading away from uh, going, uh, leaving well, Sam, Sam Donald yet. Right now, so. uh, I'm just saying, I can't see them giving up on Sam Donald after a year, after giving up a second and a fourth. And it's going to be a high second and a high fourth to the Jets, right. where the Jets are going to be sitting very pretty uh, now that they lost Christian McCaffrey. I think they're done. I think Caroline is done now that McCaffrey's out for the season. So uh, I, agree. I, I just. Don't it doesn't make any sense. But go ahead, um, go ahead. No, Tyler. no, you're good. Go ahead, Tyler. You're right. That's the tough right. part. The the part the part that they put them in because they were still paying Teddy this year. Yeah. Now they're paying Cam and Darnold, so they have a lot of money locked up. But the other thing they do have though is they have a lot of talented yes. players in that offense, and they have a very good defense. I mean, they went in all all in on this defense this year. They were picking up free agents. They were. I mean, the year before their draft was literally only on the defensive side of the football. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they took J.C. Horn this year, who we haven't even gotten to see play yet oh, he's uh, from, from the Gamecocks there. So, you know, at, at some point, they got to have somebody. Way. Horrible injury that he had this year. It really was. It, it was. It was sad to see. I, I think I think Carolina, though, if they were to go get somebody, tough part is they're going to have to give a boatload to do it. But Deshaun Watson would be the guy that would yep. make a lot of sense mm-hmm. going, back to, going back to the Carolinas, going back to where he's from, playing in Clemson. And he would fit stylistically so well with what they're doing there. Uh, so, but 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 taking it back to Russell Wilson, yeah, I think Denver is the most likely. I would say then after that, uh, Pittsburgh is is another possible candidate uh, to to get him. And then you know, there's there's this outside chance. You know, we mentioned the Giants earlier. No. The Giants could decide to make a run at one of these quarterbacks if they don't think that. Daniel Jones is the guy if they decide to get a new coach. So I think they're a dark horse. I don't think they're one of the favorites, but I do think they're a dark horse to maybe take a look at one of these. They're, 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 the only problem, and me and Speedy have been talking about, the only problem with the Giants is they're going to have to give up a lot. And the Giants mm-hmm. aren't an organization that's going to trade away when they need so much right now in certain areas, especially offensively for this team, where they could just give up a couple of first-round draft picks for Russell Wilson, because that's what you're going to need. Chicago sure. offered three first-round draft picks and possibly Khalil Mack 
to to get Russell Wilson. The Giants are going to have to do the same to get him. So I, to me, even though Russell Wilson's coming off an injury, and you could tell he's not a hundred percent. Oh, for sure, he was he was holding that hand yeah. funky, you know, on his release. You could tell it was he wasn't finishing his throws. Not at all. I, I don't think he's a hundred percent. And I, I, by the way, we are talking to fantasy pros and dynasty nerds, fantasy football writer Garrett Price. Uh, I, the one thing I say about the Giants is they're not an organization that's going to say, you know what, screw this. We're going to trade away all these draft picks to get this guy because he's the guy. He's the missing piece that's going to take us to the promised land, even though their division is very, it's very winnable. winnable. It's winnable. It's definitely a it winnable is. division. So, I, But the, the, we see the growth of, of Dak Prescott and this Cowboy team. They're much better than we thought they were going to be. I will say this about the Giants, though. The offensive line went from literally yes. being one of the worst in the league. Mm-hmm. It's much improved. Andrew Thomas has looked much better really than he good. did mm-hmm. in his rookie campaign. And the weapons on paper look really good. Mm-hmm. You know, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Shepard, and Tony has Tony is going to be the guy. The man. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, I mean, if you put a competent quarterback back there with a decent defense, yeah. I don't think it's as far away – as as it could be, as it is for some other teams. If you put a Russell Wilson, you put a Deshaun Watson, you put an Aaron Rodgers back there, that's a 10-11 win team right there. Hmm. Interesting. So, in general, we were talking about different running backs getting hurt this year. It seems Oof. to be a, a debate in this fantasy community. Do they go with the running backs early, load up on them for the first five picks, or we've seen hurt, and then the other way around, we've heard other extremes of the zero running backs philosophies. Sure. What is your thoughts on that from both a dynasty perspective and also just in general the landscape of the NFL where it's going, where there are more running back platoons? Yeah, so for, for dynasty purposes, and it, you know, some of the listeners might, might not be familiar with the differences between dynasty and redraft, but basically your redraft league is what you do with your buddies uh, every year. You know, you guys get some beer, you guys hang out, eat pizza, and you draft a bunch of players in 15 rounds, and then you go home. You know, that's a typical redraft league. You might do that in your office pool, things like that. <laughs> Dynasty leagues, though, this is like where you take it to a whole nother level. It gets super nerdy. Uh, and basically, you're like, I want to be like a general, general manager. You know, general managers get the luxury of drafting all these players, constructing their teams. And then at the end of the year, they still have those players. They get to hold on to those guys and try to build around those stars. And that's kind of what Dynasty is. You don't draft again next year. You keep the same team. You just draft rookies every year. Hmm. Or you trade and do free agency and stuff like that. So um, so for those that aren't familiar, that's kind of the difference is it's much more with a long-term mindset in mind than just, you know, I'm going to take, uh, you know, uh, let's say it was Derrick Henry this year. Mm-hmm. Well, you might be a little more hesitant because he's 28 in dynasty, you know? So you have to factor all of those things in. So going back to your question, then as far as the different ways to build your teams uh, for me, overall, what it comes down to more than anything is, and this is going to sound so cliche. So I apologize ahead of time, but it's truly best available. Mm-hmm. Like bet, like sometimes I think people get so caught up in, I got to have this many running backs or I have to have this many. If I go through an entire dynasty draft and I don't take a single tight end, that's fine. I'll trade for one later for a guy that would have had a higher value, you know? So I think that's, that's the hard part. So let's say, you know, let's say it's a third round. Let's say we're in the third round. I've already taken two wide receivers. And I, I say to myself, Gary, you don't need another wide receiver. You already got your two starting wide receivers. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a running back. You don't have a tight end. You, you need to take it. You, you need to take one of those positions, but I'm sitting there 
and a star is available. Let's say it's uh, let's say for some stupid reason, Debo Samuel is available there in the third round. That's how amazing he's playing this year and how young he is. Yeah. Let's say Debo Samuel's still there. Or I could say like, or I could just take a running back because there's not many left. I'll settle for Miles Sanders. You know, that's the kind of thing that people will do because they got to get a running back. Well, if I draft Debo Samuel and hold on to him and we get to the season, I can trade Debo Samuel for a much better running back mm-hmm. than Miles Sanders. I can trade him for Javante Williams, or I could trade him for, you know, you, you fill in the blank of who the player is. And so I think that's the thing that people make the biggest mistake on is they draft so much for what they think they need more so than just give me the best guys and then I'll make my moves from there. So there's a team in New York that no one ever talks about. They're actually the team that actually wins football games. The Buffalo Bills are, hey. I thought, the best team in the AFC going into the season. And they proved it for about half the season. And now they've hit a brick wall. And I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. I thought they should have went and got Odell Beckham Jr. And put him on the other side of Stephon Diggs. And just, but obviously that's not the concern here. Can they fix this offensive line running game, or are they going to have to just hope this air game and defense can do it? Yeah, I don't think they're fixing it this year. Um, Matt Breda, I think, is the most talented back. He was a, a guy I really liked when he was playing in San Francisco, talking about just an absolute home run threat every time he touches the football. Crazy, crazy speed. His issue's just always been staying healthy. Um, but when he's been on the field, he's been a dynamo. So I, I do like Matt Breda, but for the type of football that, that Buffalo is going to be playing, we're talking about cold weather. It's going to be, you know, hard hitting game. Like that's not typically where you you're looking to, to, to build around speed. And so that's going to be the difficult part is yeah. Maybe if they have some playoff games in domes or something like that, that helps, but you really need that physical presence back there that can really tote the rock 20 times a game if you need him to. And, and for long-term for, for Josh Allen, you don't want Josh Allen to be your goal line back. You don't want him taking those kind of hits at the goal line every single week. Yeah. You know, that's, that doesn't spell good success for your quarterback's health long-term. So um, what I think is going to happen is I think that they're going to do the best they can to piece it together this season. But I would be absolutely shocked if they don't take a running back in the first three rounds next year, mm-hmm. I think they're, I think they're going to try to address that position again, or maybe even try to go make a trade, uh, look for a free agent. They, they've got to do something because they need somebody that can actually tote the rock 20 times a game and not look like, well, look like Zach Moss does. Mm. Uh, that, that's really what they need. So um, that's the nice part about this class, even though it's not a great running back class overall, there's a lot of talent to be had in like the late second, early third round. And they're all those prototypical size guys for the most part. There's a few that are a little undersized. Um, but most of these guys, Isaiah Spiller, Zamir White, Brees Hall, like all of these guys are these 220, 225 pound, like physical, prototypical running backs. And so I, I would be shocked if, if we end day two of the draft this year and, and the, the Buffalo Bills don't have a new running back. As you guys know, we are talking to fantasy pros and dynasty nerds, fantasy football writer Garrett Price. Last question for me. You, you're looking – this is the first year, prototypically, when you look at the NFC and the AFC, there isn't a defined team that you're going to say, that's the favorite. They don't have any weaknesses. They're going to the Super Bowl. They're winning the Super Bowl. They're coming out of the NFC. They're coming out of the AFC. If you right now – Look at the AFC and the NFC, and let me tell you something. It is so cliche, like you said, that 
everybody's so close together. It's just like there's nobody pulling away. I mean, Tampa last year, a lot of people thought they were going to pull away. Tampa is not a pull-away team. They've got weaknesses, especially in the defense and and what we've seen this year from what they didn't have last year. And offensively, they've had a lot of problems, too, in certain aspects, especially against some of the bad teams that they played and lost against. So when you look at the NFC and the AFC, who do you have right now? If you were to make a choice, who's going from the NFC and who's going from the AFC, who do you have going to the Super Bowl? It's such a good question. If If I had to choose... Today, I, I'm leaning towards the Arizona Cardinals uh, for the NFC. I, I like what they're building out there. Their offense is just dynamic. Their problem is they just can't seem to stay healthy. They got to get Kyler back out there. Yeah. They got to get Nuke back out there. But this is a much improved defense from what they've had in the past. Uh, you know, different different players are, are really really stepping up. Buda Baker's one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, JJ Watt, unfortunately, uh, you know we're, they're missing him, but they still are, at least have that locker room presence of a guy like How about JJ the lo- Watt. young linebacker that they drafted that everybody loves at sixteen. By the way, I, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, uh, no, no, not Zayvon Collins. Oh, Zayvon Collins. Collins. That's right. Zayvon Collins and, and Isaiah Simmons. They got a good duo right there with those those good young players. So. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's a good team. I, if I had to pick one in the NFC as like the team to beat, that's probably where I'm going. The AFC is such a mess right now. Uh, I mean, I feel like every week there's a different favorite as far as they they go. If I had to pick one right now, it would probably still be the Buffalo Bills, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, you know, I think the Baltimore Ravens are, are a decent team, but it seems like every year Lamar Jackson's seems to be figured out in the playoffs. They do everything to stop him. And then just, there's just not enough elsewhere. And I don't think that defense is as good as they've had in the past. Some of their other teams, uh, you know, the Titans were looking great, but they just keep getting hurt and hurt. You know, you lose Derrick Henry and then you lost Julio Jones. Now you've lost AJ Brown and there's just not enough weapons on offense to really keep it going. So yeah, I think by default at this point, I'm going to say Buffalo bills, but uh, I don't feel great about any team over there right now. All right, one bold fantasy prediction for the rest of the season, one bold NFL prediction, and a league winner that nobody's going to see coming. Ooh, I like this. Okay, so one bold fantasy prediction for the rest of the season. Let's go with, if you've listened to Dynasty Nerds at all, you're going to know my feelings on this guy. But this is probably outside of the realm of even possibility it's so bold uh but i am a huge fan of javante williams the running back for the denver broncos so i'm going to say he ends up taking over the job in denver and ends up being uh the top we'll say top eight running back for the rest of the season because they have a soft like i'm talking like cotton soft like like clouds soft uh playoff schedule for the rest of the way for running back so uh Whoever gets the gets the the rock there is going to do well. So I'm going to say that. Uh, as far as NFL prediction goes, uh, I'm going to say hot take for NFL. Let's say that the Pittsburgh Steelers do not win another game. The rest <laughs> of this season. Nice. Uh, I, that team is just hot garbage right now. Uh, uh, and then for the league winner. A league winner that no one uh, will see coming. Whoo, that's an interesting one. Let's go with 
You know what? I, this is this is a a New York based uh, show here, so let let's keep it let's keep it New York. Uh, Kadarius Tony breaks out the second half of the season <laughs> and leads fantasy managers to titles all over the place. Oh, Don't that say one. that because I have him on my team, and you just made me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I picked him up on a whim, too. I was just like, all right, let's see what he's got. Oh, wow. Thank you. And then you also, so I got a bet at work, right? These guys bet me okay. that the Steelers would win nine or plus games. It'd be, be above 500, right? Because Tom has never had a losing season. So I'm sure. about to make 200 bucks. Anyway. There we go. Anyway. I know, right? It's the Steelers. So based <laughs> on what you've seen this far, right? Obviously, there's a bunch of guys. Uh, Garoppolo, as we mentioned before. Carson Wentz has had... An amazing comeback season that really doesn't get described enough because the Colts did flutter at the beginning of the year. Totally Who's agree. the guy this year that next year, because I already got his name in my head, next year will have this kind of, oh, okay, he still got it year. Ooh. You know what? I might have to go home for this one. I think I'm coming home for this one uh, because everyone hates this guy right now. Like, even – in my hometown, but I don't think Baker's as bad as he's getting credit for. Baker Mayfield is crazy injured right now. I mean, his heel is jacked up. His, he tore his labrum. He's just trying to gut it out, which is running him out of Cleveland him. now. So no, that's <laughs> yeah. stupid. That's why they haven't won anything in forty years. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. It's 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 frustrating how impatient fans are because as a Cleveland football fan, we haven't had a competent quarterback in for. In my lifetime watching football, you know, I, I'm I'm 31 years old, right? So the first team that I remember is really the 99 Browns. That was when they came back. Because I don't remember when they left. I was like four, you know. So when I was nine years old when they came back, right? <laughs> I I haven't had a competent quarterback that entire time. With a, I'm with a Jet fan. I don't want to hear it. Stop crying. Okay? <laughs> I've seen the Browns quarterback graveyard. He has a point. <laughs> I mean, seriously. We're in a similar depth. boat. We're in a similar boat because, uh, you know, at least at least the one you point to is like, well, you know, at least we had Joe Namath, Broadway Joe Namath. Our guy's Bernie Kozar. Not even a Hall of Famer. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe Namath is not even a Hall of Famer. So please don't mention his name. Okay? Because i got my said, own thoughts to it. I, I, I think Baker's a much better quarterback than he's getting credit for. There was a, a video on YouTube I watched uh, about the similarities between uh, – Baker Mayfield and Drew Brees. And it was fascinating how much they have in common. Uh, same type of thing where he, he got drafted uh, by the uh, by, by the Chargers as an undersized quarterback. Baker came in as an undersized quarterback. Uh, both guys had a, a pretty good rookie year. Terrible sophomore campaign. Things were starting to look better. And as things were starting to look better – Tore their labrum. Literally, Drew Brees tore his labrum, jacked up his shoulder. That was when they took Phillip Rivers, ended up that switch and all that stuff. So there's a lot of like parallels the same year that Baker they, going uh, to the Saints. The same year that Drew Brees was drafted was the year that they drafted Ladanian Tomlinson in the second round. The year that we took Baker Mayfield, we took Nick Chubb in the second round. Like there's like crazy amount of parallels. All that being said, I don't think he's ever going to be the quarterback Drew Brees is. No. Drew Brees is one of the all-time greats. Yes. But that being said, I think Baker, there's too much hate for Baker. He's better than people give him credit for. Well, Garrett, 
Well, Garrett, we really appreciate you joining us. You are definitely very interesting. We'd love to get you back on again um, before the playoffs. Uh, Speedy, you heard me say that, so let's get Garrett on because uh, I'd like to know your thoughts. And we're, we're going to do our the playoff picks because I had Tennessee in the beginning of the season. I didn't think Derrick Henry was going to get hurt. I had Tennessee going to the Super Bowl, and I had Green Bay. And I still think Green Bay could get there. Uh, I, I think their defense is really showing – Everybody, for the first time, I can honestly say Aaron Rodgers has a competent defense. So if that defense actually stays competent, I think Green Bay could go all the way to the Super Bowl and win. I think they have the ability and they have the weapons. Well, he is the weapon that can make the weapons work. So, Gary, right, while, right. while we're on the topic of preseason Super Bowl picks, I yeah. apologize for jinxing your Browns. I had them in the Super Bowl at the start oh, of the no. year. Yes, he the, did. I had them losing to the Rams. Yes, he did. By the way, oh, and I, I, I told him he was out of his mind, but uh, that was just uh, I, I didn't. He thought because Cleveland, with the acquisitions they made in the I thought they were season, so deep, and they were so deep. We've seen this before. We've seen deep teams so so many times, and 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 somebody gets hurt, or an important piece gets hurt, or two or three important pieces get hurt, and it just never works. And uh, I, I didn't think Cleveland was going to stay healthy this year, and I was right about that. And I still think Cleveland could be a borderline playoff team because the wild card is still open. But that's not sure. saying much with what we've seen in the AFC. So, but I do it's believe I believe that if Cleveland plays Kansas City again in the playoffs, they beat them. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. Yep. So, because I don't think I, I really don't think Kansas City is any good. I picked up last so, year too, and I almost won. And by the way, all those Mahomes lovers that that love him so much, uh, now that you see that he has a poor certain you know offensive line in certain areas, uh, there's there's holes in his offensive line and there's holes in their defense. Now you see what Mahomes could be when he's put under pressure and the team is not stacked. Like okay, like every other quarterback. So he's. Yeah, there's only a few quarterbacks like Tom Brady over the years, the uh, the Aaron Rodgers of the over the years, the Drew Breeses over the years. Even when Ben was at the prime of his career, Ben Roethlisberger too. He made he he hid the deficiencies of his team. So and 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 Peyton Manning, of course. So there are very few quarterbacks that can do that. Um, and I I don't think in the AFC there's any quite you know quarterback that sticks out to me that's going to hide. Most of the deficiencies, so that's why I think the AFC is going to be very, very close to the end. Uh, watch out for the Chargers, and I and I've I've been saying that for all season long. Chargers get into the playoffs; they're scary good, and they could be my, scary. My good. sleeper for the for the Super Bowl, if if you know if Chargers are yours, mm-hmm. mine's the Colts, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Colts have a good defense. Yes, and uh, Jonathan Taylor is a beast. He is. Carson Wentz is underrated. Yeah, I, they could be sneaky. Yeah. Absolutely. Imagine Wentz wins a second Super Bowl ring. That'd be crazy. Well, and finally he wins it for himself. He doesn't have Nick oh, we'll Foles thrown we'll for We'll see. There's no guarantees. He can still get hurt. Jacob Eason, baby. Jacob Eason, Super Bowl title. Here he comes. He, he, you know what? People laugh about that, but I think if Jacob Eason ever got a shot to play, he'd be freaking good. Yes. He's always had the arm talent. He just was, was very wrong. There were some play. good – yeah. and, and like I said, you can't, you can't really – Quote yourself on on uh, on guys like uh, you know with, with Zach Wilson and 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 some of the quarterbacks that were drafted this year. I think Justin Fields needs a little time. All these quarterbacks are going to need a little bit of time. I think as these quarterbacks grow in their positions and their offenses, you're going to see the difference in them. Because I I think this was a very good quarterback class. I I really still think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback. I still think Zach. I still think uh, Fields. And I've said this, uh, Mac Jones. I've I've told everybody. Being that he was drafted by the New England Patriots, I thought he was going to be successful because Bill Belichick is going to make sure 
that he's successful. So um, that's why I think this quarterback, and I, I was never a Trey Lance fan. You watch. Trey Lance, that was one of the worst trades the San Francisco uh, San Francisco 49ers can make. They didn't trust in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that was a big mistake. And going after Trey Lance, who to me was really a flip of a coin, I, I not having a season last year, uh, it, it tells me that they were really, and I think Shanahan could be on his way out after next year. So uh, he might make it this year because his buddy Lynch is running the team. But next year, if he does it again this uh, from 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 this year and 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 fail the way they have, Trey Lance doesn't turn into anything. Bye bye, Shanny boy. Because I'm not a big Twitter, fan. Shanny fantasy, fan, so. fantasy football Twitter will rejoice in that case, right, yes. Garrett? <laughs> Garrett, I'm not like a everybody hates Kyle Shanahan in fantasy stop, football world. Stop, stop ruining all our running backs. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon Ayuk. I, 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 he is he, he he's the only he's the only coach in history as an offensive coordinator and as a coach in a Super Bowl when everything is working running the ball. All of a sudden, when you have a lead by by almost double digits, hey, you know what? Five, seven, eight, or a fourth quarter, I'm going to stop running the ball. I'm going to just throw the ball and give my give the game away. He did it against the Patriots, and he did it against Kansas City when he should have won that Super Bowl. So that's all I could say about Kyle Shanahan, I think is, to me, one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. Uh, Garrett, thank you for joining us. Tell the fans how they can find you on social media. Yeah, yeah you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Price. That's where I spent... A majority of my time uh, feel free to shoot me a dm hit me up on there uh start sit questions i answer as many as i can i miss some at times but uh, i'll definitely try to try mm. to connect with you mm. thank you so much garrett we we're, we are definitely going to get you on again speedy is definitely going to reach out to you we really appreciate you joining us and giving us a little bit of time actually a lot of time almost an hour it was great it went so fast you absolutely had a hour. blast guys yeah he was on the, he was on for an hour I'm great so sorry Oh, he was great. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Hey, and you, you pushed through, my man. It was like Michael Jordan's flu game. You're great. Oh, you bet. I am the Jordan of the show. That's <laughs> that's very fitting. Jordan. That's very fitting. He, he's the Steve I'm, Kerr of the I'm show. I'm six and he's oh. The, he's the Steve. I am six and six oh. And oh, oh to what? Yeah, six and oh. Six and oh, <laughs> oh of nothing. to lose a debate I even knew I was having. Yeah, debate? He's never won a debate. The guy's an idiot. Okay? Thank you, Garrett, that's for joining us. That's what a loser would say. That's <laughs> all loser. I don't know what I'm losing. Garrett Price, Never. ladies and gentlemen, uh, I what dream world are you in? The only okay, thing I've ever lost yeah, is my hair. Yeah, lost. You've lost a lot. So I, I don't know where you think that you've so you've won an argument. Something confident about the Yankees. Confident about the Yankees. I said it already. The Yankees are not going to. And I'll say it again. Brian Cashman is not going to go in the offseason where he's not going to make a move that is going to make Yankee fans happy. It's just not going to be the moves that you wanted because Max Scherzer is not a Yankee because the All Yankees, right, they want to give on, him $43 million. They offered Justin Verlander 25 for one year. Oh, yeah. He wanted two years. Another guy you said was a sure bona fide pinstriper. Uh, I did. And he would have been, but the Yankees didn't want to give him a second year. And thank God they didn't because I think it's a big mistake. Well, I think it's a big mistake. I do not believe Justin Verlander for the next two years is going to pitch on the top of the league, I, I, especially coming didn't back you, from a UCL didn't you injury. you say he was going to have, like, one year? Comeback year and stuff one like year. Wow. One year. And you pay a guy, a pitcher coming back, an old pitcher like that, coming back from an injury like that, year to year. You don't give him an so extended amount of time. You couldn't sign Corey Knubel. You couldn't go out there and try to get Razzie Iglesias. Oh, yeah. Great pitches, by the way. Great. Absolutely great. About? 
Yeah, Corey Knubel. Yeah, he's great. Corey Knubel's he's ERA great. last year was amazing. Oh, he's good. And he was great looking, in Milwaukee. Uh, okay, so what? So we're looking at year to year, and we're looking at we have seen pitchers they pitch one good year, and then the next Knubel's year been great his whole and career. Milwaukee National League. You're going to bring them to the American League, the American League East, which is the best division in baseball. Yeah, smart idea. Two point four five ERA yes. last year. Great, so great, don't, don't bring great, anybody here. great. So who would you bring in? Uh, the Yankees are going to do what they think is the right thing to do. So by right your logic, you don't want Hater either. Um, if You're if, if it's going to cost too much, no, I'm not. I'm not trading away the National League. I, 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 that's great. I'm not paying. I'm first of all, I'm not going to pay a guy. By the way, the National I, League West was a really good. So you're going to so you're going to pay Hater, who's probably going to want as a reliever and a closer because we saw Chapman get 19. He's probably going to want 23, 24. So you're going to pay a closer who's. Fairly young, twenty nine years old, right? No, You're gonna. He's younger than that. No, he's like how old is he? Find out how old he is. Twenty five, twenty six. Uh, find out how old he is. Twenty seven years old. You're gonna pay Hater twenty five million dollars to pitch. You know, every three days or every two days or whatever it is as he a closer. Can open for you if you need it. He can pitch two or three innings if you yes. need it. Yes, and you're gonna have to trade away pitching. possibly three or four of your top ten prospects. But you'll do that for Matt Olson. I don't think the Yankees are going to do that for Matt Olson. I, I don't see the Yankees doing that. I see the Yankees giving one top prospect and maybe a player on their roster right now, a Voight to somebody like that. I, I could see that. I, I can't see the Yankees just saying, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take my top five or top ten prospects. Didn't you tell me we're going to get a catcher? Uh, the Yankees have a catcher. And, yes, I think the Yankees, there's still a catcher that's on uh, available right now. Who? Um, what's his name again? Perez. Perez, not Perez, the other one. There's another one that the Yankees, there, there was another catcher that the Yankees are, are interested Sanchez in. Sanchez is going to be your catcher next year. They arbitrated him? I don't think so. They're going to trade him. I, I, I think they're going to trade him. I, I can't see the Yankees just letting him go. You're not going to let a guy with that kind of power, a free agent where he can go wherever he wants, where a team can pick him up, and he's going to give you 20 to 25. And I, I'll tell you a team that he would have probably went to if he, if he became available. Teams like Milwaukee or one of those top teams that if you add a player of oh, that magnitude of power, Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee yeah, t- teams like oh. that. The Dodgers, another team that would absolutely look at Gary Sanchez. No. Why not? Because he because you have Will Smith already. That's fine. Will Smith is a better catcher than Gary Sanchez. Uh, uh, yeah, he's but younger does, and cheaper. Uh, is he? Does he have better power than Gary, Gary Who Sanchez? Cares? Do you see? That's he's already there. That, that, that's, he's already that's winning. Fine. I, I'm I'm just giving you top teams, you idiot. The Boston Red Sox, you idiot. There were another team that would be interested in Gary Sanchez. But meanwhile, guess what? All the teams you're mentioning are in better position than the Yankees are. Really? Yeah. Oh, God, God, yes. Oh, okay. They're in better positions. Yes, they yeah. are. You do, you do realize that the Yankees have been in the playoffs seven out of the last ten years. And what okay? have they done in the uh, playoffs? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. You Did you not listen to Goldstein? Did you not listen to Craig and what he said? It's you play to play the season. To get in the playoffs, there's no guarantees in the playoffs. That's something that you don't understand because you never played sports. You don't know. I did. I was an elite hockey player. Okay, okay. I played against the All best right. hockey players right. in the country. Hey, so okay. numb nuts. What? Have numb you nuts. played sports? Yeah, I did. What did I you played play? travel across my whole Tra- career. Oh, travel I'm across. Tra- travel wait, across. Hold on. I'll be honest. With you. Travel across. I could have got a scholarship anywhere I wanted to. My depression made me quit sports. Yeah. You uncultured uh, swine. Right. So lacrosse? Sit there. Lacrosse? Oh, yeah. Lacrosse? Lacrosse. It's hockey on fucking field. Uh, uh, that's, it's not hot. It, it, it's, it's not hot. very hockey. similar for it. No, it's not. No, yeah, it's it not. No, it's no, not. Okay, whatever. I'm not having a conversation you just, with you. You just said you lacrosse is like hockey. Say. And you don't care. That just, so, that just shows you how stupid you really are. 
That's, that's all dumb. Said. That's dumb. Can that's we dumb. Write down a show. Lacrosse, How many times he lacrosse, says I'm blind? Here's where lacrosse. How stupid look, you really are. Lacrosse has there's no La- point lacrosse talking. Lacrosse is more like soccer than it is hockey. Yes. Soccer. Soccer. Yes. Soccer. Soccer. Yes. European football. Yes. Which is just yes. You're playing on a field. You're running on a field. There, I'm not talking to you. About anything okay, anymore. Okay, that's fine. So you can sit there. That's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Marks has been right his entire life. He is never wrong. He's yet to be wrong this offseason. Mm. Meanwhile, everything he said about the mm. Yankees offseason yeah, was just wrong. Yeah, like just like you Just like you're 6-0 anyway, with your arguments. Anyway. Which is ridiculous. Go ahead. It's tell a me, joke. Tell me what the Yankees it's are going to do. It's a joke. I just told you what the Yankees are going to do. This is, I already told you what the Yankees are going to do. He okay. told you. Goldstein already told you. They're waiting, and they're going to decide either Correa or Freeman. That's what they're going to do. Whatever they You're do when it comes to really, and what he's makes going you back to Atlanta? Really? Yeah. Uh, if oh, they, by if, the way, if the Dodgers gonna... also want both of them. Yeah, you don't think great. the Dodgers are going to overpay for one of them? Uh, so, uh, so actually, wait a second. I'll ask you, Grand Wizard. What are the Dodgers <laughs> going to do? What are the Dodgers? They're they're going to try to trade. They're going to try to sign Clayton Kershaw. Which, by the way, they're going to, as Goldstein said, if you actually quote unquote listen to him, they're going to have to overpay. They're going to have to overplay pay. Clayton Kershaw because he is the face of the team. And by the way, they got a shortstop that they made a trade for, who, by the way, is a free agent next year, who they're going to have to extend as well. So oh, More reason to sign Carlos Correa. They're not going to do that. They're not okay. going to do that. So it's just what you have said is stupid too. Because because how could you say that? The only person they'd be interested in right now is Freeman. And the only team, what I've been reading, you need what pitching. I've read, what I have read, the only two teams, Freeman and his, it, it, what I've heard through different people, is the only two teams he's interested in playing for is the Braves and the Yankees. So I, I, I don't think he's going to be a Dodger. Okay, So I think he's going to be a Brave. That's where I think he's going to be. But if the Braves keep holding out on this, and when this strike or whatever the hell it is is over, and the Yankees are still sitting there pretty and he's available, yes, I think Freddie Freeman will be a Yankee. I absolutely believe it. And as far as I'm concerned when it comes to starting pitching, the Yankees are going to add starting pitching via trade, a.k.a. what Craig Goldstein said on the show. If you listen to him, they're going to make a trade. That's what they're going to do. There's no free agents that are available that they, no. that really stand up. There were not many of them this year. Who there was were, it? There wasn't. There wasn't many. There Robbie really Ray was. is better than everyone that's Robbie on the Ray, trade market right now. Robbie Ray is still available. Stroman is the same as Robbie Ray on this is still market. available. No, he's not. I, I don't he's think he's signed with Seattle. Did he sign with Seattle? What did he sign? Five years, one fifteen. What? What is it? Five years, one fifteen. I wouldn't have paid. I wouldn't have paid him one fifteen. Five years. How old is he? Thirty three. Yeah, I think 32, 33. I don't pay him that. I'm not giving him a five-year deal. You're going to pay Robbie Ray 115 for five years? I wouldn't do that. He had a great year. No question that he did. But he's going to Seattle, and, and every single pitcher, a.k.a. a lot of Yankees, have gone to Seattle One. and have disappeared. Dis- one? James Paxton. One? Also- yeah, one. that's another thing. Not one. Oh, James Paxton went to the Red Sox. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't yeah, one. Yeah, awesome. There was another one that came Corey from Cooper, Seattle. you let go to Tampa Bay. There was another one that came out from Seattle that went back to Seattle uh, from the Yankees. You forget about the Mr. Hard Throwing, uh, what's his name again? Um, tall pitcher. Played James for the Paxton. Yankees, couldn't stay healthy. James Paxton. No, not James Paxton. Another pitcher uh, who was a top pitcher for like two years for them. The Yankees brought him in. Who's the guy? I, 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 for Seattle? Seattle. No, I don't know. Yes, he was. From the Yankees, went through, from Seattle to the Yankees. Ex Seattle Yankee pitchers, Yankee pitchers. 
Speedy, who knows everything when it comes to adding adding his two cents, but he can't he can't figure this out. I'm gonna figure it out right now. The what is his name? Michael Pineda. Okay. Who oh. came from Seattle and then went back to Seattle. Okay, so there were a lot of people. Jeff Nelson did the same thing. Well, uh, a, a lot well, of you people. You don't want to buy contracts. So Jeff Nelson was bought here via free agency. Well, Mike Stanton, another huge actually, part of that team, was brought actually, in Actually, Jeff agency. Nelson was actually at first traded. He came back to the Yankees when the Yankees let him go. And then they, oh, they, they brought him Trades in for free agency. Oh, they sorry. brought him back for free agency. And they didn't pay a lot for Jeff Nelson, okay? Jeff Graham Nelson, Lloyd, another guy the Yankees Another uh, trade. Graham Lloyd came from via trade. Graham That's, Lloyd. I'm sorry, you don't consider that buying. I'm no, sorry. it's not. It's I'm trading. Sorry. That's no, not buying right. a player. You're, you're right. I'm not arguing. You're right, and that's how the show will go. Sports Errol's right should be the name of the show. By the way, we, we have we have Nithin arriving. What's going on, Nithin? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What's up, Nithin? It's been a while. Yes. What would you like to talk about, bud? Why, why not talk about this crazy free agency, right, with the lockout looming? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they said that uh, the, there's going to be a lockout, but uh, they don't know what time tomorrow will be the lockout. They, uh, John Heyman just It's actually it. tonight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah midnight. Well, yeah, Craig said midnight tonight. Yeah. I think it's yeah, midnight. midnight yeah. Yeah. I think they're, this is going to last for two or three months. Uh, what is it? It's December now. I don't see us. I don't think there's a spring. I think obviously there will be a spring training. I don't think you see spring training until March. That's what oh, I think. Wow. March or April. That's where I think it is. I, I don't I, I don't see baseball starting on time. I think you're going to probably – baseball's going to miss probably about 25, 30 games. That's where I think it's going to be as 162 games in a season. I say baseball might say 110, 120. That's why I, I, I think where, where the season's going to be. And that's why Max Scherzer signed as quick as he did because yeah. I, it, there was a lot of thoughts that Max Scherzer – there were stories coming out that he wanted to stay in L.A., and it wasn't the Dodgers. The L.A. Angels might have been interested in him. Right. Um, uh, but he wanted to make sure that he signed quick. So the Mets gave him the extended third year, which is optional, where he can actually – they could actually opt out of the contract in the third year. Um, so it, it could go either way. But, uh, it, I mean, the Mets have the Mets and the Texas Rangers have made the most moves. That's Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest uh... – I think uh, at first, uh, obviously, I'm a Yankee fan, and all you guys are all you guys are Yankee fans too, right? Obviously, I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Mets fan. Speedy's a Mets fan. I'm a Mets fan. Oh, so you must be ecstatic with Max Scherzer, then, right? Well, again, ecstatic. Again, it's a lot of money, so we'll see how he ends up doing. I like the years, though. I was worried the Mets were going to give him five years, and they didn't do that. They they gave him three years, which I do like because he's a durable pitcher. But it's always good to have an ace like that. We'll see how they. I like the. I do like the hitters they brought in too, though. So that combination. So I was a little skeptical of Epler at first, and Scherzer was maybe that closest thing to that big angel signing uh, that, that, that he was making when he was over there. But again, I, I, for the most part, you have to be happy with what they're doing because they have to do it now because the Braves won a World Series. The Phillies are still good. They have to make moves, and they did that. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a Yankee fan, as you guys know. And at first, uh, I was, I'm kind of upset in the, um, when the moves started happening. And I was like, Cashin, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you guys sitting there? And uh, all the Yankees Twitter, Yankees universe is tweeting. Cashman is still sleeping outside um, <laughs> the, near the building. And come on, I mean, now I'm now I'm starting to really li- realize what's their plan. And um, so I, I, I think for the Yankees, obviously, you know, the 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 three big names: Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, have not made moves yet. 
I mean, the Red Sox made minor moves, but not yeah. big moves. So, but they're not you, going to because oh, no. if you listen to what Craig Goldstein said, I don't know if you were listening to the show. He's the expert. He said that Red, the Red Sox aren't going to spend the money. They want to bring their guys up. I, I think a lot of Yankee fans, if you if you know anything about Brian Cashman, Brian Cashman waits until this uh, after Christmas to make his moves. And being that yeah. there's via strike, it gives Brian Cashman a little bit of time to decide or maybe talk to some of these teams while this strike is going on on what makes sense for this team to actually uh, where they're going to trade or what what possible moves that they can make. I, I'm telling you right now, Brian Cashman's just not going to sit and think that this team is good enough after or they weren't good enough last year to win the World Series. So expect Brian Cashman to make moves. Are they going to be moves that are going to stand out? Hey, listen, did anybody think that the Yankees were going to get Mark Teixeira in 2009? Nobody did. Nobody did. Brian Cashman pulled that out of his ass. Okay? Uh, they knew Everybody knew that the Yankees were going to get Garrett Cole, and Yankee fans were so happy when they got Garrett Cole. I was not. I didn't like the contract. Speedy will tell you I didn't like the length of the contract, even though it wasn't as bad as you know some of these other guys that are getting ten years. But Brian Cashman already said he's not giving a guy more than you know seven, seven, eight years. He's not doing that. And if Correa thinks he's going to get that, the Yankees aren't going to give it to him. So he might as well look the other way because they're not giving him that. But I think that when you look at all the teams and and you just said the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and the Yankees, the Dodgers aren't done. The Dodgers are going to make moves. I think the Dodgers are going to make a trade or something like that that's going to stand out. And the Yankees are definitely not done, and they haven't done anything. So expect but, it. Yeah, no, like now um, I'm I'm always on Twitter 24-7 to see the news, and uh, they're, they've been tweeting about the Yankees now. Uh, uh, they just released the Carl, Carlos Correa market with the Yankees, Braves, Red Sox, Houston in there. Uh, I'm surprised that the Braves are in there. I don't know if they need a shortstop or not. But, no, they uh, don't. And uh, for the Freddie Freeman market uh, – they said the Yankees are definitely interested in him, and uh, they they and then John Heyman said that they 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 uh, compared this to, to the Derek Jeter situation where you can get an I- iconic player like Derek Jeter to come in again, um, and they really love Freddie Freeman's game, and they feel like they can fit well in Yankee Stadium. But it, now it comes down to if Freddie Freeman wants to leave the team he got drafted with and move on somewhere else. But at some point, everybody's saying on Twitter, we don't, they don't see him leaving, but you never know. Cashman can try and pull this off. And, and imagine if he pulls this off, uh, all the, all the Yankee fans will come. Thank you, Cash God. Thank you. Thank you. Johnny, but, Johnny, we've heard this, Johnny Damon. Everybody was saying when Johnny Damon came, came here, Johnny Damon was here for a certain amount of time. He's been with the Oakland A's. He'd been with the Boston Red Sox. He was part of the big Boston Red Sox championships. I think he won two titles with the Boston Red Sox, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? I think it was two or, or No, one. I think he was only one. one eight, but he was the big part. He was the yeah, big he was part, huge, huge. Was the big part mm-hmm. of what he did in the, it, against the Yankees, hitting that seven runs, and, 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 and the World Series. To me, he was the best player on that team. He played for the Red Sox, and he said his best time was with the Yankees. The Yankees could sell to Freddie Freeman, yeah. to Carlos Correa, that you will be you will be an important fit to this team and this organization. I think Freddie Freeman is the guy where I think the Yankees are waiting for. I said this to you earlier today. I, I think I think there's only two teams Freddie Freeman's going to play. Do you, think, for. do you think we can land both of them? No, Carl, no, no, that's going to be difficult. No, I could see Hater. I, I I could see the Yankees making a trade for Hater if 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 some of these guys fall out if they don't get Freeman. But it's not going to happen. Even if the Yankees get Freeman, you think that's going to you think that's going to make Yankee fans happy? 
It's no. not. Yankee fans will still be complaining or something like that. They didn't get enough. Freddie Freeman's one of the best players in baseball. It's not going to be good enough for the Yankee fans. Yankee fans, they're all about hot takes. Give me a pitcher. Give me a relief pitcher. Give me everybody. Buy everybody. You're the richest team in, in, in all of baseball. You, you're worth $7 billion. Open up your pockets instead of putting in your own pockets. Hal Steinbrenner is not doing that. He is going to be strategic on he, how, how he's going to sign. And expect the Yankees to extend Aaron Judge's contract, too. Aaron Judge is going to be a free He's arbitrated. I think he arbitrated this year. He can, I think he can only go for one more year of arbitration. Yep. Then he's a free agent. The Yankees aren't going to let him to go to free agency because if he does, he's gone. He's not staying yep. with them. So expect the Yankees this year, this offseason or next offseason, to figure out a way to – if, if they weren't bringing it back, you sign Carlos Correa and Freeman because you know you're not bringing Aaron Judge back. If you're bringing Aaron Judge back, you take either Correa or Freeman. Ride with that. Make a trade for Hayter. Make a trade for a pitcher. Luis Castillo uh, is an option. Luis Castillo from the Reds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's interesting. And, uh, one. and then a free agent market. If you want to go free agent market, I love Carlos Rodon. I feel like this is a oh, great yeah. mm-hmm. I, I would I would take a flyer on him mm-hmm. um, in New York. And uh, after what he did in Chicago, this guy is an unbelievable Unbelievable story, uh, overcoming injuries, and now getting his stuff back is, is amazing. So I would take a flyer on him. If not, go the trade route. Yank Cashman loves uh, going to the trade market and finding pitchers like that. So, I mean, uh, obviously now we got to wait until the lockout, so it's going to be boring for the next um, month or so. So, But let's see what happens. I think Cashman has a plan, and I feel like uh, either I'll be happy with whoever they end up with at this point, but – uh, if if you if you can if you're able to if you're able to steal Freddie Freeman from the Braves that, that that's that's a huge get right there that that's a that, that tells you how how uh, how Freddie Freeman loves the Yankees I mean in order for them to get Freddie Freeman Freddie Freeman needs to be on board obviously I am so. I am I listen I'm hot on Tyler Harrison who's sitting right across <laughs> across me he's a he's a Yankee fan and yeah, let's he, go Yankees. He, but but he isn't a Yankee fan because he'll sit here. I'm and, never talking uh, about Yankee baseball in this show again. So have a great day. He will he will sit here and he will take shots at Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone because he thinks he, Aaron Boone is the worst manager in baseball. He is a moron. And I I rest my case, even though every single year that he's been the manager of the Yankees, he's made the playoffs. Okay, which by the way. Uh, Joe Girardi did not do in the and uh, every single year that he has been here with the Yankees. Actually, you also need two to at two years the crown that you have to wear. I'm sorry, it's either Cashman's responsibility or it's Boone's. You can't share the wealth of both. What are you talking about? You give both of them full credit whenever you mention them. I'm not giving him any credit. Brian Cashman is the best GM in baseball. He is, and Aaron Boone's the best manager. In baseball. I didn't say that. I, I've never said that Aaron Boone is the best manager in baseball. Oh. I said Aaron Boone. Man. Is maybe I would say top five, seven manager in baseball. I would say that if you can make the play, you've been there for four years, and you've been in every every year you're in the playoffs, and you had two 100 win seasons. I, I would say you're a top five manager. How many managers in four years have made it to the playoffs every single year? Seriously, Speedy. Do you, could you could you? It's the Dodgers, Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. The Cubs did it with Joe Madden in, mm-hmm. in the uh, the four years in a row. Then they missed in 20, 2019. Um, Terry Francona in Cleveland probably. Did. Yeah, Terry Francona did. You're right. Mm-hmm. Terry Fran- they, no, they, I'm talking about the last four years. Talking about the last four oh, years. Oh, last four years yeah. specifically. Yeah. Uh, Oakland, mm-hmm. Houston, Cash. Houston. Oh, not the same manager though. Not so not Houston. Uh, Cash. 
Cash. Yep. Yep. Tampa. Which is in the top five. We've said this. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's your opinion? Nobody in the nobody in the central because Cleveland didn't make it in twenty twenty or uh, nineteen. Yeah, I said Dave Roberts already. So you got you got really three or four managers that have done it. So to me, if you can make the playoffs every single year, it doesn't matter how talented your team is. The injuries the Yankees have been fighting every single year. There was a year that he had more injuries than we've ever seen in, in, in Major League history. I think the Yankees have 40, 42 injuries, and by the way, they won a hundred games. Uh, Brewers and Cubs are Brewers. By and the Braves. way, he should have won the Coach of the Year that year. Brewers and Braves robbed. are the only other two. He was robbed that, that, that year. That. He came. He was runner up. Aaron Rocco Baldelli won, and he shouldn't have. He should have been fourth, in my opinion. What I'm saying is, is there's not many managers that do it, and and the fact that you you would think that he's not a top five, top seven manager in baseball is ridiculous because there's not many that do that. So if, if well, you're wrong, because I he I'm won- sorry, Grant, was it you? All right, he's top five. We just we just said three or four managers that have done it, and he's one of them. So how could you say that he's not? It doesn't make sense. And don't say the team because the Yankees have fought more injury in the last three years than any team in baseball Cash besides the Mets. Hinch is better, right? Because A.J. Hinch gets disqualified because he Alex Cora He cheated. He cheated. No, yes. guess what? He beat Aaron Boone again, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. He beat Aaron and Boone? And that Tiger he team is going to No, he didn't beat Aaron Boone again. He didn't beat Aaron Boone. What are you talking about? The year that he got Alex suspended. Cora did. Oh, well, same shit. Him and It's not the same <laughs> shit. It what is. are you talking about? It absolutely it's is. Not he the can't same. beat good managers. Oh, oh, oh Cash, I'm sorry. He Cash can't beat good. All right. Cash is better. Cora's be better. <laughs> Hinch is better. Melvin's better. Right? Council's better. That's five. Right? That's your opinion. And that's the most ridiculous opinion. I'm still taking Girardi no, over Aaron Boone. I'm sure you are. Because, by, by yeah, the way, yeah. Girardi's been with Philadelphia for the last two years and haven't even sniffed the playoffs. So, yeah, he's better. It's, he's it's better. Fun. Great. Great. He's uh, awesome. I'm sorry. Great manager. Yeah. Right. You could call me a grand wizard all you want. Not, you could, uh, you the are, fact that everything you've ever said that, is 100% the fact right. That, I There's never said no that. Reason to debate I never said that. The fact what? that you sit here and tell me that Aaron Boone is not a good manager just shows well, you how ridiculous you are. Yeah, he is good. a top seven bad manager. He has six. gone to four straight playoffs again and not only three managers in baseball in the last four years have done it so to say that he's not Kapler, is ridiculous seven. yeah Kapler Kapler's oh why because he had one good season with the Giants by the way the year before that everybody was laughing at him said that he could coach and couldn't manage get the uh, hell out of here Dave Kapler is not better than Aaron Boone it's retarded you sound stupid Boom. One year and you put yeah, Kapler well, the over him. Snug says, says Dusty Baker has another one. Yep, eight. Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker's been out of baseball for how long before he, he just took that the job? Of the World uh, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Aaron, and you're telling and you're telling me Aaron Boone couldn't have done that? Get out of here! You, you you know what your problem is? You You've can't. Got Aaron Boone so far up your ass. I don't even think you know where to find him. No, I don't. I just I'm, sure I'm standing don't. I'm standing up for a manager that should get some kind of respect who doesn't get it. Especially from a Yankee fan that sits here every You're single day. Come, you I'm, said you didn't really? even want him back. What? What? Then he signed a deal and he's like, it's a one way on, deal. Hold on. Not bring what him did back I tell you, Speedy? So I remember what I said. Out. I didn't want him back. If there was a if there was a manager available that I think would take the Yankees to the next level. There it wasn't any. There wasn't any. So say status quo, that's right. By the way, where's who's managing the Mets this year? What? Who's Hopefully managing the Mets this year? Hopefully Mike Schilt, but probably not. How, how, who's managing the Mets this year? You know, I, you know, I, like you know, the Mets the next manager for the New York Mets? 
You know who's it's not easy to find a manager. Nathan, buddy. do not say Brad Ausmus. I will. Well, I'm not going to say it. You know I will remove you from this stream. My opinion? Who? You know who? Buck Showalter. No, Mike Sosha. Mike Sosha. Okay, I wouldn't mind that. I told you that two months ago. I don't think it's Mike Sosha. Mike Sosha said, said that with, with his heart condition, I don't think he's coming yeah, back. Yeah, he, re- he wouldn't have stepped away. From I don't think he's did. coming back. There's no way that the Angels He's good friends with Epler, and, right. and, and, and Epler is from the Yankees organization. Scherzer, I mean, Sosha is a very, I mean, well, he's very close with a lot of Yankee mm-hmm. executives, but I. I don't see yeah, social coming. I, I, I hope you're right, Nathan. That is a good choice, but I, I'm with Errol. Well, if, if, uh, if the Yankees didn't bring back Boone, I really wanted Buck Showalter back with the Yankees. I think it's I Buck. Think. I think that's where I, I've been. Well, I wanted Buck Showalter with the Yankees if he didn't bring back I don't want Yankees. Buck. He's too old. And, I, and, and to me, I think he would fit with the Mets because he's good with certain players, like young players. I think he'll help Lindor because uh, he helped Machado. I think I – think he would help the infield and the way he, he – his style of coaching, his defensive prowess. He likes defense, and that's what he preaches. I think it will help the Mets. I don't think it will help the Yankees. And I, I think Buck is a, a different type of coach. You know what I think think would be good for the Yankees that he's not available? And I'll, 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 and there's, there's not many of them. There's not many of them. Who's the guy that um, – who's the guy that manages uh, – uh, what's his um, – what's Mil- not Milwaukee – uh, oh, Minnesota? Is it Minnesota? Paul Molitor? Yeah, Paul Molitor. Yeah, Paul yeah I Molitor. always liked him, too. Yeah. Paul so Molitor is a guy that I think... Everybody's better than Aaron Boone. Everybody's better than Aaron Boone. Take everybody in front of Aaron Boone. Oh, four consecutive playoff runs. Well, uh, everybody. Hey, why don't we just take you as the manager? Because you're better than Aaron Boone, too, I bet you you think. About, about time. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I think you're on drugs. That's what I think. Well, but uh, that's, that's just me. Whatever he I is. I have to be on drugs to deal with you. No. <laughs> Anybody that has to deal with you. And by the way, uh, uh, Jeff is coming December 14th, by the way. Okay, great. And uh, um, he's kind of deciding if it's going to be in Rhode Island or it's going to be here. And that's right over here. So he is out here. We are planning this. So nobody is backing out on this. Either Jeff or you are going to back out on this. Okay. So. Are we, is this going to be like an every segment thing? No, because I, I made sure I, I, it's quite annoying. You're the it's one who challenged him. You're the one who challenged him. <laughs> Snug says Aaron Boone is the new Jeff Fisher. Decent, but never but can't win at all. Aaron Boone is a solid B plus, but A's win World Series. Oh, Earl would do a speedy dog trick on Aaron Boone if he could. Mike Sosha and I enjoy making memes about the 2002 World Series and sending them to Dusty Baker. And Mets, Mets next manager, Robin Ventura. No, a, no, no. That could happen, actually. That's pretty funny. I mean, just as bad as Brad Ausmus. <laughs> I don't think it's Brad Ausmus. I really God. think it's probably going to be Buck. I mean, he's very, supposedly, what we've been hearing, he's very close with Epler. I, I think it's Buck. It's either Ausmus or Buck. I think they go with a veteran guy that has experience in New York and has won. So uh, I'm, I'm not talking about a championship, but has won everywhere he's gone. He's made teams better. He made the Rangers better. Uh, he, he's you know really... what? Whoever manages the Mets, uh, they're going to have a one-two punch of a pitching staff where yeah. it's going to be crazy. The and... Mets have had a one-two-three punch pitching staff for many, many years, if you remember. <laughs> it, 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 they've always had a good pitching staff. The Mets' problem is they ruin relief pitchers and they're the most fragile team in baseball. They've always had good pitching, the Mets. Always. I mean, I mean 
I, the, the year that they went to the World Series, look at that pitching staff. I mean, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That was a ridiculous pitching staff. The Mets at one point in that year had John Mayberry hitting cleanup. That's that's where it shows. They've always had a good pitching staff. That's where it shows that the pitching carried most of that team throughout the first four months of the season. It's so funny because we when we did a we did um, an event with Doc Gooden, and and before he came down, I was sitting with Doc and I said, "What do you think about the Mets this offseason?" He says. I think the Mets, are, they need some pitching, and he said, we need hitting. And, and, and the Mets need uh, players that can actually hit and not get into these streaks where they can't hit. Mm-hmm. And the Mets, year in and year out, every single year, it doesn't matter who it is, they bring in these players, Lindor being one of them, and they just they don't produce. They don't hit for average. They don't get into those streaks. And then when they start to hit, the batting average is so damn low, they're playing catch-up. Well, not only that, when Lindor started hitting, the rest of the team went cold. Yeah, so that just, doesn't help for a team And they offense. bring in Baez. They, they bring in Baez was actually consistent, good. though. He was good. And yeah. then they decide, you know what? Uh, that whole thumbs-down thing, it didn't fit. They let him go. And by the way, Baez, to- by the way, Seeker got that $300 million contract. Oh, oh, Let me actually, real quick. Oh, sorry. Uh, Actually, finish, finish. finish. No, I'm saying that you look at what Seeker got. You look at what Simmons got. You look at all these other guys that got the money money that they got, the infielders. Baez is better than all of them, okay? Baez is better than all of them. And he got $140 million. Yeah. It was a steal what Detroit got him for. And I uh, I don't know how long he's going to last with Detroit. I he has, uh, I think Mikey C told me today um, that he has two years and he can he can actually opt out after two years. Mm-hmm. So oh, I wow. think he will opt out of that contract because I oh. don't think Detroit's going to be any good. So well, but, it depends on how much of that dead money yeah. they can shed because if they could get rid of the Cabrera and Martinez contracts yeah. and all the bad pitchers that they sign and the, the old guys, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I, I don't years. know if they will either. But again, I was going to say. Do you think the Yankees should have been on bias? No, no. because they, they have Glaber Torres who moved to second base. So I think when you saw what he did when he moved to second base this year, yeah. he bat, he hit over 300 when he moved there. He didn't make any mistakes. Um, I think he's fit to be a second baseman in this league. I, I think Glaber's going to be a good player. He had an off season. The Tigers, Tigers have a great shortstop. I love their shortstop. I think Ooh. they have a Who's they have the a. Uh, I forgot the name, but they have a generational shortstop. Who's the, the shortstop? No, they have the, the generational outfield. Do you know? Torkelson. Oh, sorry, Alfie, sorry, Alfie. Torkelson, yes. Who the, the shortstop is? That's what I meant, outfield. Yeah, Spencer Torkelson is the oh, outfielder, yes, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. a shortstop. I, I didn't hear about this shortstop. I mean, Baez is probably Baez is probably going to play shortstop for them. I, I mean, eventually. I think he's their best infielder as far as I'm concerned. And, he's their best player. Uh, yeah, he probably is, uh, and they got him for a cheap contract. I mean, oh. that was a steal. After yep. you see the money that they, I was very surprised when I heard that he took one hundred and forty million dollars. When you see Seeker, Corey Seeker get a three hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract, I'm like, what the what? And, and, and I was Yan- going with the Mets giving him one eighty. <laughs> I thought the Yankees were going to sign him two years, twenty million, uh, you know, twenty million a year or something like that. This guy got one of the biggest contracts in Major League history. Yeah. They're going to – watch this. Someone said on the, one of their radio shows, they said after three years, the Rangers are going to be looking for looking to trade both of them. Oh, yeah. Teams. Absolutely. The Rangers uh, yeah, have done think, this all the time. I think yeah. Seager is badly overpaid, especially for how injury-prone he is, too. And Snug says, who doesn't love living in Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean – I mean, you know, Javier Baez lived in Chicago. I mean, it's not what you call the best of cities. I mean, 
Uh, so, <laughs> at least they I mean, at least they have a, a little bit less crime and actually somewhat clean water. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm, actually, Chicago is bad crime too. I oh, mean, yeah, I know, I, I know, but it's not it's not Detroit bad. No, right? it's not. Detroit's one of the worst in yeah. in the country. But I, I mean, to me, Javier, I, I, I think he wanted to go. He, I know he's good friends with Miguel Cabrera. A lot of people love right. Miguel. Mm-hmm. Uh, him going over there, I think, has a lot to do with Miguel and being close with him. Um, but there's nothing that really stood out to me except, listen, the Mets and the Texas Rangers made the most moves. I I think the Mets are trying to make a splash. Is this going to work? I think the fact that they brought Sterling Marte in, I I think Sterling Marte was, to me, the best move the Mets have made. I I like Scherzer, but I, I... I'm not going to bet on a four, a, a guy that's going to be 38 next year that he's that he is the end all be all and he's going to really change that. That pitching staff was good, so it's are they better with him? Yes, obviously you got him and and De, Degrom. I think Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball, mm-hmm. and and you could argue Max could be the second, third, or fourth. You know, so I think the bigger deal with Scherzer, I think, is because a lot of those depth players, one, some of them are gone now. Syndergaard of the Angels, but again, down to the Cubs. Again, again, the Mets had the, 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 the at one point they had what's his name again, who people were saying was the best pitcher in baseball before he tore his yeah Matt Harvey, Matt yeah. Harvey. Yeah. I mean Matt <laughs> right. Harvey and Jacob Degrom, you and Noah Syndergaard, you had. Yeah, three of the best always the good young stuff, pitchers yeah. in baseball. Yeah, the, the thing I like, though, with, with Scherzer, why I think it'll aid at least some of the other things, is he can give length, whereas those guys weren't Watch really out for the Angels, by the guys. way. Where did Strowman go today? Cubs. He went to Cubs? He went to the All Cubs. Right. He, tweet, he tweeted it, too. I'm going to Chicago. Well, good. Yeah, uh, we'll see how long that <laughs> I saw, lasts. Nathan, I saw I, I saw a meme on that. Uh, here come all the uh, here comes Marcus Stroman going to block a so bunch funny. of Cubs fans once they criticize. Did you see him? what Marcus Stroman said about the Yankees? I laughed at it. I thought it was very. <laughs> funny. I'm not surprised. I was this very. Guy, I thought it was very funny. Comical. This guy's a, this guy's a joke. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I hope he struggles in Chicago. He will. I hope. I hope. I hope he gets lit up by the uh, whoever he plays in in the NL. So I. I the Yankees I mean, never wanted him. I, was, I don't know why he's talking. I guess he was angry that the Yankees never made a move for him because he, what he said was just absolutely uncalled for. And 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 for a guy that's by the way has never won, uh, has he ever played in the playoffs? Yes. I mean, one time, twice in Toronto. In Toronto. I, I mean, twice in Toronto. I, I mean, I, he's from Patchogue. I got a, obviously I'm from Patchogue. I got a lot of respect uh, for my roots, even though I can't stand Patchogue. By the way, I hate Patchogue. Um, uh, I am. I, I the fact that he attacked the Yankees. I, I, I it, you know, what goes around comes around, and I, I think him going to the Chicago Cubs is only going to come around to him very quickly. I don't know why he picked them. He should have went back to the Mets or the. I heard the Angels were interested in him. I'm surprised. Uh-huh. I thought he was going to the Angels. I'm surprised he didn't go to the Angels. Listen, the Angels could be very scary too. I, I watch out for the Angels this year because if Mike Trout is healthy. And if, if half their lineup's healthy, and Rendon, and, and you have Otani, you have a very good middle of the half lineup that you have. You're going to get a, a full year Jared Walsh. You're going to get a, a, you know, probably better Joe Adele. I would imagine. You have a yeah. Noah Syndergaard that's 100 percent healthy that wants to prove himself. I mean, he, he only signed a one year deal, and and I, I think Noah only, I think Noah was only planning to stay there one year. I think Noah wants to get a big, huge contract. Sure. Yeah, which and, is what was expected. And I don't think the Angels deal. are going to give him that. But I, I think I think the Angels giving him twenty five million a year. I don't think anybody was going to give him twenty five. I think it would depend on the, well, how the rest well, of the. We have a trade just now. I'm sorry. We have a we have a breaking news in the trade. Jeff Passan just tweeted. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it? Uh, Boston traded Hunter Renfro to the Brewers. For who? 
Uh, they're trying. Uh, I think is I think it's Jackie Money? Bradley coming back to Boston. I I think really that's a good yeah. move for Boston. Who'd you say, Jackie Warner? Bradley? Oh, okay. I, it looks like someone said Jackie Bradley, but we don't know. I'm trying to confirm it. Well, yeah, that that kind of makes sense though because the Brewers need more power, so Renfro supplies that, and they already have a, a Jackie Bradley type with Lorenzo Cain, so they don't really need him as much. Even though Cain has such trouble, that's hitting. a good move by the Red Sox. I actually, I think it's good for both teams actually. <laughs> Because yeah, they have a, the uh, assuming the Red Sox re-signed Schwarber because that's their other power guy that was like Renfro. There's a lot of teams interested in Schwarber. I, I, I would imagine so with I the playoffs it. he had. Mm-hmm. So if they can sign St. Louis is interested in Schwarber, I heard. And remember, if the DH oh, falls yeah. in, if it the DH Jackie falls Brown in, if if Scherzer, it, 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 I mean, so if if somehow this DH does fall in for the National League, which probably will. Don't be don't be surprised that after this strike is over, the Mets drop on Kyle Schwarber. You know what I mean, or somebody like that. The Mets have a lot of DH types. I don't I'm know just if they saying would be the team. there'll be teams that you're. Oh, there'll be least, plenty of teams. There'll be teams in the National League mm-hmm. that will become available to add a DH that are going to be looking for a Kyle Schwarber. I think the two best likelihood is probably the Cardinals and the yes. Brewers. Yeah, the Cardinals, them. which. Listen, uh, the Cardinals made that trade for uh, what's his name again? Arenado. Arenado. It, it, he looked like he was a, he was a stud in the first half of the season, and then he fell off in the second half. And Arenado did not have a good second half of the season. And I, I, I don't expect Nolan Arenado to have the numbers he had in Colorado because nobody has those. Yeah, numbers. it's hard to duplicate that. But uh, I think Nolan Arenado is a, still a fantastic player. Again, I don't know how long Nolan Arenado is going to be there. I, I think I think eventually, if the Cardinals aren't a playoff team and they're not consistent, well, they'll move him um, just as much as Goldschmidt, right? Who is who's, uh, who could be available? I think was, is Goldschmidt under contract still? Yes, he is. Because how long they, the Cardinals signed him right away after they they, how long? they traded for him? I think his deal was seven years. Seven so, years, and that was like five years. That was ago? three years ago. Three years so ago. he has she, he should three have four years left. Years left. Yeah, four so. Years. Yeah. It's weird because both of them have been kind of good at times with the Cardinals, but never the same dominant player consistently. Goldschmidt had a really slow start to both of the last two seasons. Then he got hot when Arenado got cold. Then when the whole team got hot, obviously they were, everyone was hitting. And in the playoffs, Goldschmidt hit well, and Arizona was good there the one year. The Cardinals, he was good the one series, I think, against the Braves, but then he's been up and down since then. And Arenado, same kind of thing. By the way, my sleeper to go to the um... – the Super Bowl is th- from the AFC is the New England Patriots. Oh, that is wow. my that's my sleeper. Actually, I, I like the Chargers, but the way the New England Patriots are playing defensively. How about how about uh, my Cowboys? Oh, your Cowboys! They're in a bit of a slump, Nathan. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, we have so we have we're having a COVID outbreak as we speak right now. Yeah, have fun um, with Ben McAdoo coaching you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Benny? I, I, Benny's one. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is to be coaching. He's got a winning record as a head coach. No, Dan, Dan Quinn's out too. It's Ben McAdoo. You know what would be, be so funny tomorrow. You know would be really funny. Ben McAdoo puts on an onslaught and he's, they score fifty points. Wait, Dan <laughs> Your team should be very concerned if that happens. <laughs> Wait a minute. Dan Quinn is out for us. Yeah, I, I saw something where Ben yeah. McAdoo is going to be coaching you guys tomorrow. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So, yeah, if Ben McAdoo is somehow a lot of the Cowboys against the Saints, I mean, I don't know. Your Saints should be very concerned at that point. Sean Payne will retire. Hey, we're going we're gonna to hire Sean Payne next year. I can what? safely say Aaron Boone's actually better than Ben McAdoo. <laughs> <laughs> and that just shows you how lost you really are. The Cowboys are going to hire Sean Payne next year. Look it. Cowboys are going to hire Sean Payton. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I don't okay, think that's going to happen. They said that five years ago. How'd that work? Mm, that's not <laughs> happening. I don't. If think Sean Payton's going anywhere. He's coming to the Giants. 
Ah. Uh, no, there's there's roots there. There's actually like he's part of the Barcells tree. He'll come to the joint. Stark mm. says Chicago just crossed 1,000 murders. This here's, a, year. here's a team that you a lot of people don't expect, but if, if Sean Payton becomes available, remember this team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, because that's yeah. where uh, he has a connection with David Carr, Derek Carr. Uh, and they're very good friends. They actually they summertime they go out. You know they they've gone to vacations together. Hmm. I can I can absolutely see him going to Vegas. And 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 listen, Sean Payton would fit there in he Vegas. Would. He would. So I, I think with Waller there and and what they do over there, I think uh, we've seen what he's done with tight ends. Um, Maybe he'll finally give Josh Jacobs the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. He yes. definitely would. I could see Vegas is is a team that if he becomes available, which possibly could happen this offseason. I don't yeah. see them. There's no quarterback set in this draft class that I could say, hey, you know what? <laughs> the Saints are going to move up and get that guy. He's going to be really, really good. I, I don't see it. No, now, he, he's already playing. Jimmy Garoppolo will be the guy the Saints have to go get. Jimmy, Deshaun. No, I mean, no, Aaron will be available. I, I could see Aaron Rodgers. The Saints going are going to have to set a lot of money for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers going to uh, Denver. I think, in my opinion. Well, I think that too. I think that's where and, he. Um, another hot take: Russell Wilson going. Russell Wilson going to the Giants. Mm, that's that's my good. Hot take. That's a lot of people's hot take, but the only problem with the Giants is the Giants are going to have to give up a lot of draft stock, and that's not something the Giants yeah, do. That's something I'm worrying you about know, it because they have the top, two don't pe- do top ten picks. The Maras don't do that. And I, mean, I, I think they're better off rebuilding with those those picks. You can right with, with the picks that they have right now. Right now, if the season were to end, six and seven. Right. The Giants is set up very well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can they can rebuild their offensive line or defensive line. I want at least right one there. pass rusher. <laughs> right there, they can they can <laughs> rebuild their defensive offensive line right there in the position that they're in. And when they trade Leonard Williams, they're going to get another high end pick too. Uh, not a first round. Uh, yeah, not a first round. Pick. You'll get not a second. A you'll get, get a second. A second round pick you'll get a second round pick for him if they do that. Uh, Chicago? Chicago, Chicago doesn't Chicago. need Leonard Williams. They don't need Leonard Williams. No, they, yeah, they will watch. But they just got Chicago's first. And they have Chicago's first. Yeah, they have first. Chicago's first. No, I know. That's why I said Chicago. It makes a ton of sense. I don't think they need. Don't they don't need Leonard Williams. I think the, the Chicago needs more on offense, not really defense. I, I yeah, see. Their defense is diminished, Mack. yes. But that's I, what they're going Being to that the Giants have two top ten picks right now, they're not trading for Russell Wilson. I, I mean, that would be a stupid move by them. Because you can, I'll trade seven you, and two first round picks for two other years. Absolutely. Oh wait a second. So you you're, you're gonna first of all, the teams are gonna want this year's sixth and seven. That's what they're gonna want, and they're gonna want next year's well, first round pick. So keep them. Uh, that's what they. No, I think there'll be a team that'll be offering them. They're offering that. Uh, watch out for this dark horse, and I, I'm gonna say this: Russell Wilson wants to go to a big city where he is the centerfold, Miami. Remember I said that because I, I could see Miami just swooping in. You know the owner loves superstars. Oh, yeah. You know, he loves superstars. It's a big city. Oh, the owner and the celebrity ownership. Yep. It's a big city over there. That's where he wants to go. He wants to go to a big city, and he'll be a star over there in Miami. So, And in the AFC East, I mean, look at that. Look at that division. I mean, like, so. That I, division's loaded now. <sighs> the Bills and Patriots are set for the next four years. You just don't know. And with the Bills, you just don't know because once they're offensive coordinator, he's going to get a job this offseason. Who? Dable. Dable. Dable's going to get an offense. He's going to get a job this year. 
Absolutely. He will he almost got he was very close to getting the Jets job. I could see yeah. him get, I could see him getting the Raiders. He job. almost got the Jets job. Josh Allen might not be the same quarterback when he leaves. The guy the guy from the Chiefs deserves a job. Eric Bemley. Ben- yeah, absolutely. Nah, no, yeah. I think there's something wrong with him. I don't oh. think he knows how to interview. I think you're right. But at Tyler. what point do you have to say, all right, don't worry about that? We actually have to take a chance on an offensive scheme yeah. that works. Well, well, look at the offensive scheme this year. Has it worked? I don't really blame him, though. I think the play calling's fine. I don't think the Chiefs got any more conservative or not. I just, like you're saying, Tyree Kill is distracted. Uh, their other receivers are dropping passes galore. Their O line is just transitioning and getting chemistry with each other. Now the Chiefs are winning. They're, they've won six in, or five in a row now. I think they're, I don't, I, I, you're right. Their offense isn't what it used to be. I don't blame the enemy on that, though. I, I, do, I, I would agree with Tyler on this one. There has to be a problem with Eric B. Enemy because if, if he hasn't had a job, he interviewed for 17 jobs. 17 jobs. And once, interviewed twice in the different years with the same job, and he still couldn't get the job. Uh, I think there's a problem there. But uh, Eric Coleman, who's a good friend of the show, and mm-hmm. I've talked to Eric tons of times, even off, still to this day, I still talk to Eric. Eric keeps telling me that Eric Bien-Amin is his hot take is he's the future, and he believes he's going to be a good coach in the NFL, and... When he gets a job, he's going to take that team and he's going to run with that team. So watch him go to the Raiders. <laughs> That'd be something. Could be. Uh, it could happen. I, I, I don't. Don't be surprised. I don't John think Gruden he... finds another job. Not no, right away. No, not right no, away. Not That's right not away. Not right away. That's not, not next year, but the year after that, he's gonna. He cool. wants to he's suing the NFL. Yeah, I don't he's know. Going it to seems too to controversial for the for any team to take on right now. Right now, yeah. But I think controversial. He's the only one that got in trouble for something the Washington football team did. Nobody said they were the brightest either. Oh, it's a, his brother's going to get in a lot of trouble. The owner was smart. He was really smart. What he did three years ago, because he knew this stuff was brewing, he took the team, took it out of his name, and put it into his wife's name. So the real owner of the Washington football team is his wife. So he's very smart, because no matter what, but here's the stupid thing. Shady. If, <laughs> if she ever divorced... <laughs> Yeah, you're shit out of luck on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, he gets she gets he gets half of them, but <laughs> he's there less than half. I I just think it was he it, might get twenty five percent if he's lucky. <laughs> Legally, I think he gets zero. Snick mm. says it's all fun and games until Scherzer lands on the DL. Is the guest related to Junior Beef? Mm-hmm. No, uh, Angels. Ah, uh, he's just messing with you. Angels will play anyone right now. Pay anyone right now. Maybe the Mets will sign Schwarber. That's <laughs> that's not a sleeper after seven wins. Who the hell is Junior Beef? Junior Beef, uh, the Beef. The he Beef comes on the show. Our the show. He's also a Cowboys fan, Nathan. So. Yeah, yeah. He's a Cowboys <laughs> maybe that's fan. He's like com- you. you know? uh, maybe that's where the comment came from. But he's uh, not a Yankee fan. He is, no, he's, he's a Mets fan. Uh, that's not a sleeper after seven wins. But he in also a row. he also thinks that the <laughs> he does he 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 didn't say the Mets are going to win the World Series, but he. He, every time the Mets do something like really good, or any of his teams do anything really, really good, it, it, it's like oh, Super Bowl. they're a Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. champion. They're, yeah. they're, exactly. they're, they're a playoff team. They're... <laughs> this is supposed to be the third of the three years of three straight Super Bowls. <laughs> Oh, have they not been there? Have they made the playoffs since he made that comment? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No, twenty. No, it was last year. Last year he made the comment. No, he didn't. No, no, we, he made the we comment in, in twenty nineteen. They, they haven't. What? They, yeah, no, we it was last year. It was twenty nineteen. He made the comment. They missed the playoffs. They collapsed. Oh. The Eagles won the division, and last year the Washington won the division. Huh? So it have to be this year to be their one playoff year. He's in, the Beave is very interesting. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. He's very interesting, and he's a he's a diehard Cowboy fan. 
mean, he always picks the Cowboys to win. <laughs> he's a jinx. All I want him to do is not talk about the Rangers. Let's let's leave the Rangers alone. He knows yeah. a lot about the Rangers. He, yeah. Well, every time he opens his mouth, they play batter. So don't don't even mention them. Just let them play how they're playing. Everything he said at the beginning of the year was complete garbage. So let's just leave it alone. Snug says that's not a sleeper after seven wins in a row. I think referring to the Patriots. Please tell me this guy's related to and hang or hangs out with the Beeve and the next Cowboys head coach, Jason Garrett. Well, yeah, he'll probably go back to the Cowboys. No, he facet. will definitely go back to the Cowboys. <laughs> that's the offensive coordinator. No, he's you guys are going to go back to the Cowboys. No, no, no. Oh, going to hey, employ him no, as the Cowboys. Speaking of the Cowboys, um, Dan Quinn is their head coach for tomorrow, but Ben McAdoo. No, it's not. It's the- Ben McAdoo. No, Dan ben Quinn is not be, going to be on the coaching staff yeah, tomorrow. Ben McAdoo will be – they say he will be in the booth. Coaching oh, okay. Booth. All right. Uh, Stuck says, so, they didn't get, so he got really lucky the Jets didn't pick him. <laughs> and Eric Bieniemy and I like to make prank phone calls to former Bengals like Boomer Esiason and Anthony Munoz. And now the league thinks we're jerks. Oh, there he goes. Snug why, with his stupid. Snug, why are you picking on the Bengals exactly? <laughs> Uh, he's not what? a Bengals fan. He's, I know, but, but, he's a Patriots. Does anyone fan. dislike the Bengals really that much? Where you have to pick on them? Well, listen, the Bengals—they're another sneaky good team. Yeah, they are. I mean, they get into the playoffs. They could be scary good too. I mean, that defense is not bad, and they're good against the runs. And their offense is really good. I mean, they're they're explosive, and and we saw what their running back could do uh, last week. Mm-hmm. If that if. If that doesn't explain it, and by the way, I I feel so bad for Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I feel so bad for him, man. He can never stay healthy for a full season. He's been fighting injury all year, and he's so special. Every time he's on. I think he's the most, not most dominant. Derrick Henry's the most dominant, most all-around talented. He's so special. He really is. Mm -hmm. And he just can't stay on for a full season. And and it's it's so, it's terrible. I mean, have have we, in the five years that he's been in the league, have we? One full season he's played. He's played one full season. One full season, yep. I mean, when he plays a full season, I mean, he probably he's one of the, he's one of the best running backs we've seen in a very long time. Okay, mm-hmm. he's really good. Uh, by the way, could have been a giant. <laughs> Beef also says, Beef also says, Tyler, you're an idiot. And Slick says, the enemy was oh, yeah. on the Bengals briefly, oh, briefly back right. in the late I'm 80s, the early 90s. Right, 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 oh, okay, Slick. Oh, Thank what did Beef, what, the Beef, the Beef said, but He said, Tyler, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Trade Panarin. That. That's, that's the, that's the, oh, there's a Beef. Idea. Beef's back, baby. <laughs> back. Where do you There he go? is. The Rangers have problems on defense. He's right. They do. But it, yes, they have. They're problems. ninth in hits. They're eighth in block shots, and their goalie's a top five goalie. Where's the problem defensively? There he goes. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> but trade Dude, the Rangers, best player on the team. That'll solve your issues. Rangers are Rangers are rolling. I think I think they can compete for the Stanley Cup this they're year. Not competing. Whoa, 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 they're not competing. They're not competing for the Stanley no. Cup. No, 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 no. We're they're not. not we're not competing for a cup. They're not competing for. A you cup. just want to have a good seed in the playoffs and win or a round or two. That's what the Rangers. They're, they'll be lucky to get out of a first round. They're, they're not I winning say the cup. Be lucky. They will because no. I, I, I listen. Never, never there are a lot of teams. There are a lot of teams that Why are not. What am I arguing for? You're right, Grand Wizard. We're lucky to get out of the first round. Uh, they, hey, what was, right what was the last hey, time they played in the what? playoffs? The Islanders would be lucky to get in the playoffs. You're damn right they are. Well, that's because of the the, the whole NHL and what they did to them. So you, you blame sound that? Like to be blaming the refs for every I'm, Cowboys. A, I'm not blaming. <laughs> I'm not blaming the refs. I'm blaming the NHL for what they did. And that's a fact. Go look at what they did. There are so so many people, even executives, complaining what, how the Islanders got screwed in the last two weeks. So I'm not the only one that's saying Executives in the NHL are saying it. 
Stark says, so, hashtag Ben. Eight games in a row they've lost because, oh, by the way, nine players have COVID and two of their coaches have COVID and they're playing with not even third, de- not even secondary players as their backups. So good. That, that's great. Stark says, hashtag Ben the Beef. Beef all says, Beef says, Panarin. Sorokin's playing great. Panarin is playing He's playing well. great. I said all hail Sorokin. He's the, he's the only one that's it stood Grand out to New be New York playing. goalie of all time already. I the kid's know. amazing. Nobody said that. Beef says Panarin is playing like shit. You're Eddie Jockerman's the greatest New York City goalie of all time. Beef says you're an idiot. You want to win the cup, the you jackass. And not just make the playoffs, stupid. You want to you wanna know who broke that? Uh, you, wait, Sox hold on. Wait, I thought that comment was him. Read that comment again. Nah, you want you're an idiot. You want to win the win the cup, you jackass. Not just make the playoffs. <laughs> Obviously, numb nuts. You want to win the fucking cup. The well, realistic like, expectation is for the Wagers to win a round or two. They are yes. not beating Tampa. They are not beating Boston. They are not beating Washington. They're not going to beat Pittsburgh. It's Washington in the playoffs. There's always the chance. You guys, you want to know who broke that uh, Red Sox and Brewers trade first? Talking, talking Jake from uh, John Boy. <laughs> and by the way, whatever happened to the, what's his name again? He was supposed to come on. Yeah, Mark, where are you? Well, Mark disappears. He's his... <laughs> Mark was supposed to join us with you. Yeah, he wanted to talk some SEC championship game. And he he doesn't even show up. I mean he'll show watch, he'll show up uh five oh, minutes well, before talk, the show is over. Talk, talk, talking talking to, Talking Jake broke that news first than any other baseball reporter out there. Yeah, well, it's going to be it, – it, it's listen, the, the NHL, it's, it's still so very early. I mean, what do you play, 20 games? There's still so many games left. Uh, I, I Again, uh, there's still a, a full – it's not even half the season yet. Nope. So uh, you, you got a lot. And uh, by the way, Errol, you need to remove Flyer SAP. What? They beat the Flyers. Why do you need to remove the Flyers? Remove the we, we beat the Flyers tonight. The Flyers are not in a playoff spot, Beef. Oh. That's what you're trying to figure oh, out. Oh, no, here. he said something. Oh, rem- Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not removing anybody. Nice. Um, no, he doesn't have to remove me because I quit. So you can go F yourself. <laughs> He's go make kisses. me a cupcake, bitch. How's that sound? It's not going to be honored. Oh, Mark has a – what is that? What did he say? Oh, Mark has a perpetual boner until Bama wins the title or gets bounced from the playoffs. He's distracted until <laughs> then. Well, that is, that's just that decided this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> they win, they're in, they lose. Goodbye. Who are they playing this Alabama, weekend? Georgia. Alabama. They lose. They're Georgia. This is the SEC championship game. They'll lose. If they lose, they're done, and probably they Oklahoma lose. State gets in if they win the Big 12 championship. They lose. They Michigan's getting into it. Michigan, Michigan will be in unless they somehow, did. Yeah, Michigan. Did. Unless somehow Michigan loses to whoever's in the Big 10 West, which Michigan, I think is Michigan Iowa. Deserves, if somehow Michigan, Michigan loses to Iowa, that would be yeah. sad. But Michigan, Michigan deserves to be in. Yeah, Michigan yeah, absolutely. Is, and here's my prediction. Michigan plays in the national title. Remember yeah. I, I said that. that. Yeah, I can Remember see that. Remember I said that. So, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't say they're going to win, but Michigan will play in the national title. And boy, oh boy, if Jim Harbaugh wins the championship, expect, ladies and gentlemen, him to leave Michigan. I, you heard it from here, that if they win, the na- they win the national championship, Jim Harbaugh will be going elsewhere. By the way, Rangers should trade Panarin for Barzell. ASAP, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, so, so so Jim Harbaugh wins the national championship, and now we have a whole other weekend of great coaching carousels of college football. <laughs> Maybe Lincoln Riley will go to Michigan after that. <laughs> after he Riley. crashes and burns after two years. What, at USC? At USC. I think he's going to build USC very, you very think well. So? Yeah, I'm a little less optimistic here's, uh, with that. Here's a big question. Here's a, I, I, I write articles for the Seahawks now, mm-hmm. but um, here's a big question. 
Um, if 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 the Seahawks decide to blow it up after this year, and if they decide to trade Russell Wilson or whoever they trade, does that mean Pete Carroll? Future, he's gone. He's uh, gone. He's Pete gone. Carroll's gonna retire. He's That's gone. why they're gonna trade Russell Wilson. He's gone. Do you think? Do you think he'll go back to college? Or no, I think he's done. He's in. He's he's like the oldest coach right now he's in the, the NFL. He's the oldest coach of the NFL. I think he's like seventy-two. He might go on as an AD somewhere though. He might. I I don't think he is. I, I think I think he's done. I, I think no, he's gonna retire. USC reaches out to him. Well, USC well, just well, got Lincoln. Just got Lincoln Riley. Yeah, so. just no, not as a coach, as like an AD or as a. I don't think whatever. so because of what this the, the whole thing that. that happened over there before he left. Right, I, thought I don't they think exposed it. that. I thought USC got all this. Sponge yeah, that? but I don't yeah. know if they want to create more controversy. They they're trying to create a new image. Yeah, they're not going to create. Controversy. They're trying to do that with Lincoln Riley. Oklahoma's Oklahoma is as overrated as they've been in certain years. Have still still been a clean program where they haven't had any like sideshow uh, stuff with that. Even though I don't think he's a great coach, he's still he's, he's great. Yeah. He's still built a he's still still built a stable program, which I think USC is trying to do. USC tries to swing for the fences so much, and they have all these. They they try to rely on their Southern California recruiting so much, and then they always have a dud game. <laughs> Pete Carroll is seven hundred years old. He's going to coach his great grandkids Pee Wee League. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Uh, I don't. I think he's done. Here's why they should have blown up. They should have never gave Jamal Adams that contract. Yeah. It, it was. I know they gave up two first round draft picks, and that's why they had to. And Jamal has played well. Especially the last three weeks, he's played well. He's played better, but he's got worse overall from last year, which isn't good. I, I mean, you really put your, you set your team back for so many. Just look where you are right now. You have the same record as the Jets. You would be drafting in front of the Jets. You'd be drafting at four, and the Jets be drafting at five. Okay, that just tells you. Uh, what what they did and how they set their team back. You've won one more game than the Houston Texans. Don't be surprised DK Metcalf's is going too. Mm. Yeah, he's up over uh, a contract next year. Is he? Yeah, next year is his contract year. Because so. he was not a first-round pick, remember? Shannon Sharp, That's right. He's gone to shit. Hey, hey if, if DK Metcalf is available, uh, look, for, look, look, look for the Patriots to pounce on him. There'll be a lot of teams pouncing. Why, on him. Uh, no, whoever misses out on Odell in the offseason is going to go after him. There'll be a lot of teams pouncing on him. The Jets are looking for a number one. Well, it's not one. this offseason I mean, for DK. It's next year. Yeah, there's, there's Unless a, they trade him. Yeah, huh? that's, what, that's what they would do. If they don't think they're going to sign him, but they have to decide what they're doing at the quarterback. If they lose Russell Wilson, Russell they go Wilson. after Deshaun Watson. They could do that. They mm-hmm. say, you know what, we'll trade Russell Wilson and we'll put our, our eggs with Deshaun Watson. They could do that. Oh, that would be an upgrade of an offensive line for Deshaun Watson. Not by much, but <laughs> I, I think it's an upgrade for them. I mean, Deshaun Watson's Brown, a better quarterback. How Dwayne Brown going to be there? Only the ne- only until next year. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but and, and Dwayne Brown was a free Brandon agent that they brought in, did they? They, they did they trade for Dwayne Brown or no, they... no? No, they had to. They, they they traded for him four years ago, and then they just franchise tagged him last year. Then they gave him a new extension. He's from year. Texas, the, the, the Texans, Texans yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He was with the Texans for a long time, so nine years or something. And then he, when the te- actually Deshaun Watson's rookie year, when mm-hmm. he got hurt, he he's the only had the decent player on that injury. offensive line, right? Honestly, <laughs> and then they tra- they traded him. They traded <laughs> him to Seattle that year. I think they got a second round pick or something. And then they traded two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> I remember that too. That set that team back. For all our time, yeah. I, I mean, the Texans. They, 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 listen, the Texans have not looked that bad this year. They really haven't. No, they play hard. They're they just play hard for their talent. coach. They just they have talent defensively. They have a couple of got nice pieces and that Kenny could be got good. Cut. Cunningham, yeah, who should be playing more for the Giants, by the way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't probably know the defensive system. Yeah, anything's better than Tay Crowder, but okay. <laughs> he knows the system. I, I just think that you the Giants defense next year is going to be solid. 
Yeah, they still have a big flaw with Crowder. <laughs> well, they got if they have the well, sixth and the seventh Blake pick. Martinez towards ACL. They have the sixth and seventh pick. I mean, the Giants could solidify their defense right there. Yes, I mean, at least one pass rusher, please. They might even get two of them. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all. You need, class. you need a tackle back. Mm. Matt Pert doesn't play for whatever freaking reason. Well, the only Matt Pert is very raw. He still needs more time. I well, mean, Neil will probably be gone with time. the Jaguars. His up. Sure. I think the Jaguars, if they're sitting nicely at three, I think that's where yeah, it goes. Yeah, that's possible. I wouldn't mind them drafting the the Iowa center you like too for the Jets. I wouldn't mind the Giants drafting him too. Oh, the Gi- center? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that either. If the if the Jets don't take him, because the Giants have uh, Billy Price is decent. I don't have nothing against him, but he can also play. They guard. said he could play guard too. Yeah, he could play guard. So I'm not really I'm not really worried about that kind of thing. I think Hernandez is Hernandez, overrated. Hernandez, I, I Hernandez is a free agent at the end. Of I don't like Hernandez. So they might not, not bring him back. back they might not bring him back. He's a nice run blocker, but he's awful in pass blocking. I mean, a lot of Giant fans, and I remember Mikey C. He loved Hernandez. Remember well, that? Remember, I, I do. I remember, I, I remember that. Passes. I remember that because the offensive lineman I wanted was Braden Smith, and yeah. he's doing a good job on the Colts. And I told him, I said, you're out of your remember mind. Remember when Zach Martin got taken out of our laps? Yeah. Mm. No, the Giants Let's go passed Cowboys. on Zach Martin. We they passed on Zach Martin. Zach, Zach Martin, one of the best offensive linemen that we he, have right he, now. He is the Zach best. Martin. Martin. Who, who went before the Let's Giants? Go. He is the best. Did. He is the best. Uh, Lawan. Besides Lawan. Quinn Nelson, he's the best guard in the Zach Martin. And, and also, when healthy, I didn't say that. Tyron, I said that. Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith also. Give give Elijah Veritas a couple of years. He'll be right there with them. Not anymore, Nathan. I think when healthy, Bakhtiari is the best. Nah. Big Ben is done. Why, why tell? Why tell is going to have an argument? The, the legend why of, tell is not a tackle. The, le- no, the legend of beer chugging. Guard, yeah, I think Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be a top three guard in the league in the next two years. But Speedy, Speedy, the legend of beer, the beer chugging guy. Well, yes. if you, if you, I think he's the best tackle. If you look at the healthy. guard positions right now, and and you look at where he's rated right now as a rookie, uh, this year in the last. Five, six games, Elijah Veritak has been a top five mm-hmm. guard in football. So, and he's a rookie. So, I believe in two or three years, he will be one of the top three, top two guards in all of football. That's what I think. Stark says, the only person older than Pete Carroll in the NFL is Matty Ice. Well, I have it, a good author- and I, well, I have it on good authority that Zeke and Barkley are both better than Barry Sanders. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Who was the guy that actually agreed? With oh, uh, Eddie! Uh, I Eddie, thought he was on uh, his. I, th- oh, I spaghetti. thought he was Eddie Spaghetti, Eddie spaghetti yes. was on drugs. I mean, what the hell are you talking? I mentioned Curtis Martin. He says, "Well, no, 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 no." But Curtis Martin's close, closer than those two guys by far. I mean, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe Dave Davis should get paid to say it or something. Eddie Spaghetti, <laughs> oh, man. we got to get him back on the show. Uh, he actually. I'll try to coordinate him and Damashek together. Definitely, yeah. you should. <laughs> that, that, would be that would be funny, both of them, because Damashek <laughs> probably would completely disagree with them. <laughs> Just don't insult the Steelers. You are uh, two minutes away from the lockout. Here we go. Uh oh. Are you? Gonna, are you uh, we're two minutes away from going home. Uh oh. <laughs> what do you think the Yankees will do in the lockout? Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's what Tyler thinks. <laughs> well, you're not going to do it. You can't do anything on the lockout. Right. You no, can't do anything. You, really can't you can't do, do anything. So Aaron Boone's going to have his best managing period right now. <laughs> Here he goes again with Stark's, Aaron Boone. Stark says, talk about crushing beers. A couple of years ago, I saw Speedy pound a whole suitcase of beer during the show sure. and then continue to produce it like it ain't no thing. Stark, who would put beer in a suitcase? 
No, but you you did put beer in a bag that broke. <laughs> oh. I did. I did. And look who decides to show hey. up at the end of the show. What did I tell you? No, You're right. No, the no, last Tyler minute Harrison's of the like, show. Goodbye, so long. See. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. What's going on, Mark? I got, I got I got caught up. I went to I went to church tonight. Then after church, I would stop by uh, to see a friend about. Could you Could you take Tyler to church? I think he needs it. I think he needs right. it. I think Tyler, he needs burn the building. He burned the building. Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark. Oh God! Yeah, that's what everybody says. But it's it, please. I'm far worse than you are, Tyler. Okay. Uh, Mike, my, my uh, the beef says Tyler knows nothing about anything. <laughs> God, what? I gotta get. You're I gotta right. Get, I, gotta I get, know. I, gotta I know get. the Cowboys would go to three straight Super Bowls. <laughs> I knew Dak would win MVP. I knew to trade a Terry Panarin. I knew all these things. Right, right, right. Tyler you're needs right. to go I knew for Zeke hair would do for the men. Same thing. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. Yeah. Uh, your hair's not much better. Face for the blind, but I didn't <laughs> say anything. Anyway, hey, Beef, your hair's not much better. Mike, uh, uh, Mark, what would you like to talk about? We got Nithin on too, by the way. What's up? What's up? Hey, hey, how are you? Yes, yeah, how are you? Good. Um, yeah, yeah there's hard. a couple of things I I, I I wanted to get your opinion. <laughs> what do you think of Max Scherzer signing with the Mets? Oh, I'm not Tyler, Tyler, Tyler thinks it's on wonderful. I, I, I have, I've pretty much told told him. 38 years old, 43 yeah. million dollars. That's a lot of right. freaking money. Yeah, that's right. a lot of freaking money. Right, so for a guy who had all problems during the the, the postseason, I, I think it, I listen. If he pitches well and gets the Mets in the playoffs and 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 gets the Mets as a well, a, a World Series contender, then it's not a bad move. You better hold right. that, I don't mind. I don't mind the length though either, Mark. Stay they didn't here. give him the five. Stay here. They didn't give him five years. I was worried about that. Three years, well, you could live with player, that. Kind of thing. Player option after two years. Yeah. So I, I actually yeah. didn't. I, the money's a bit much. It's okay. a lot. A bit much. Yeah. That's yeah. A lot. Three, three mil for a guy. Yeah. yeah. That's I'll, a lot of money. Which is fair. Which is pay, fair to pay a guy that's thirty-eight years which old. Which is at the Beginning of the season. No, that, that's yeah. fine. I, I don't mind yeah. the length though. I'm I'm all right with the length. I was I was for. Of course, you're all right with the length. I just you're a Met fan, Mark. Did you like it? No, I didn't like it either. No, but I don't like anything the Mets do. I, you don't like Marte? I thought Marte was a good move by them. I thought, I thought it's okay. I, mean, I like I, it. I think I think it answers some of their depth issues, okay, because they definitely have, have depth issues. The thing I'm most – the biggest concern I have with the Mets is why they always have injuries every year. String pulls. Why, why – is there some way they're not training? Is there some way doing things that aren't effective? The Yankees got the same problem. Injuries? That shouldn't stop people from signing them. Try to sign people, though, Mark. I mean, no, but but uh, but it doesn't matter because they, they, they you get a Jed Lowry or a guy coming off a oh, big sure. year, and then then they don't play, and uh, because of injuries, well, you know. Well, Jed Lowry was a, a weird one because he's only good in Oakland. Like everywhere else he goes, he's not good. <laughs> right. Well, he well, never played for Boston because he couldn't stay healthy. Take for instance, uh, like um, Texas signing Marcus Simeon. All right. Like uh, Simeon then put up really good numbers for most of his career, right. and then he has a, a career year, um, you know, with with Toronto uh, off of an okay year with Oakland. Right. So to give a guy seven years for for that to me is a, is a little ridiculous. A lot of these contracts were ridiculous. The Seager contract, right. the Seager one, I think ridiculous. is worse because <laughs> yeah. that's ten years Seager. for a guy that's fragile. Seager, Seager got ten, ten years, three twenty five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Kyle Seager, yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, you, I, that, that, that's pretty bad. I mean, I said, um, consider now, you know, what people are getting paid. Yeah. Um, you know, Marte's a guy I like, uh, but again, 
they've had guys, they've had signings like that. Like uh, I liked when they signed Jason Bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the guy stopped. Did hitting. you just mention Jason Bay? <laughs> I like when they I like when they got by Erga. Remember they get them getting Carlos by Erga? I remember that from the Indians. Yep. Yeah, from for uh what Burnett and Jeff Kent. Mm-hmm. Right? Jeff Kent went on to have a pretty good career. I don't know if you remember. He was that. pretty good with the Mets too. I mean yeah. <laughs> he was okay yeah. with the Mets. He wasn't a Hall of Famer with the Mets mm. <laughs> like he was with the Giants. No, but, sure. But he, he would have been he would have been. Uh, I mean if the Mets kept him, he would have been. He's a yeah, good player. He, he developed into a, a, a Hall of Famer, you know. Was and, he uh, was he a Met Farm system player? Was he from uh, the No, Mets they got him player? for David Cohn. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. They got him and Ryan Thompson. See, sick memory. But Jason yeah. Bay. I, I, I remember Jason Bay. Yeah. <laughs> hit 37 homers with Boston. I know. He's an MVP candidate. He yeah. was great with the Pirates, too. And But Burnett was another guy. Burnett, with the Mets, he couldn't hit 250 and, yeah. and it, it, 10 homers. Like and then go to Milwaukee, it's 38 homers. I've seen them sign guys where I like the signings. And Something either they don't play well in New York or there's an injury they get or, you know, like, yeah, there's some kind of team culture thing maybe with that too. What were you going to say, Niffin? What are you going to say? Yeah, no, um, I was going to say same thing. Like I'm a Yankee fan. Like, uh, like same thing. What we did with Ellsbury when we signed him to the seven year deal, obviously the the injuries injuries came there when it, when it was in Boston, he was like an MVP in Boston. Right. When right. it comes to the Yankees, that's when all the injuries started. That was no, he had injury Cashman. problems in Boston. That was so. one of the worst moves Brian Cashman has ever made. <laughs> yeah. And I, he's come out and said it. You know, he says, I have made mistakes. but And, and that mistake was probably the one that really stood out out of all the moves yeah. that they made. But, Nathan, he also had injury problems in Boston, too, which is why the right. length of that kind of contract. He was, was on definitely... steroids, too, I believe. You think so? <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the angel signing of Josh Hamilton. Oh, yes, yeah, exactly. But Josh really started to deteriorate that second half of the year with Texas. Right. What? Well, yeah, he only had the – What did you say, Ty? And he really only had the two years. That, you can't even compare the two. Josh Hamilton had a relapse in L.A. How are well, you going to compare Hamilton, those two? Hamilton had like – he was in like a 33-year-old body. Like an eight-year-old man was in a 33-year-old body because of what he put body through. Yeah. Uh, but he had freak talent. I mean, you can't – He's that one of the greatest pure hitters I've ever seen. Who? Hamilton? Josh Hamilton. Great power hitters. I, yeah. For five years, one of the best power hitters I've ever seen. Yeah. Pure hitters. And he period. was putting up numbers in he Texas. That, that year, it was 2011, 2010. Mm-hmm. The first half numbers for Hamilton were off the charts. Unbelievable. Like he was hitting near 400. He had like a, an OPS of like almost 1,100. Uh, and then the second half of the year, he just disappeared. That home run derby that he hit in Yankee Stadium was unbelievable. That was 2008. That was 2008. I remember Texas had him and remember Milton Bradley? Yes. Milton Bradley was a guy. Milton Bradley. He was a head case. Yeah. That's right. 2012, his last year with the Rangers, was 43 home runs, 128 RBIs, too. Yeah, that was the the year. He had a bad second half. Um, if you look at the second half, first half statistics are not even close. His, his numbers for five years was off the charts. Yeah, I mean, really good, yeah. Josh Hamilton was one of the best, if not the best player in baseball. <laughs> he was he one of his throws, he would be a Hall of Famer. Was it, did, did Tampa draft him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then he went to Cincinnati. His first year was with Cincinnati. And he got traded for Edison Volquez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He had an okay year since, but they didn't play him. And then he goes to, to – 
Texas. Well, yeah, because I think Cincinnati still had Griffey and uh, Adam Dunn and uh, yeah, Kearns, right. I think, yeah. at the time. like They, they had <laughs> a lot of outfielders. Yeah, Jay Bruce, too, at that point. No, I don't think Jay Bruce was up yet. I think it was Kearns, well, okay. Kearns Griffey, and uh, tried to make the Yankees Adam this Dunn. Year. Jay Bruce awesome tried to make fun. the Yankees this year. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. I don't think Jay Bruce was up yet. Speedy, yeah. remember Xavier Nady? Yes. Oh, of course. He was good on the Yankees. He was good on the Yankees. Great first half of the Mets. They traded him for – they traded him to the Pirates, didn't they? Yes. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. It was a reliever. It was a reliever. What were you saying, Tyler? The Massimo Marte, I'm pretty sure, was the guy that they traded over there. Yeah, maybe. That was the Yankees trade. That was the Yankees trade, I think. Remember the, the Mets had a guy, they got uh, Dwayne Sanchez. Remember Sanchez was like lights out? Yes, in the I liked him. And he was he got into a car accident? Cab and, accident, yeah. Yeah, Ken, and, and yeah you're right. Was, Roberto Hernandez and Oliver Perez, of course. Oliver yeah, Perez. Yeah, Oliver Perez, yeah. Oh. yeah think, no, no, no. The Yankees got Xavier Nady and Demarco Marte from the Pirates, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember he wound up with the Yankees. Yeah. And, and Nady this wasn't was, even the player that was the big one out of that 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 move. It was Marte. It this was, was, it was Marte. Was, it was actually six players of that deal. The Pirates traded Nady, Davaso Marte. It was Ho- Jose Tabata, Dan McCutcheon, Jeff Carstens, and Ross Ollendorf. <laughs> Jeff Carstens was pretty good. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. But he was, I think he was old. I, I, I'd say, but Xavier Nady was a big part of the Yankees' run. Yeah, know, he, he he played very well in the say like really last twenty games of the season. He was the biggest. He, he was the hottest player on the Yankees. He was a big part of the two thousand six Met team before they traded yep. him. And mm-hmm. then, then they bring then they got the underrated uh, defensive player too. By the way, yeah, because remember Mark, they were making way for uh, for Lasting's Village, who was supposed to be yeah, a great right, outfielder. Yeah, that didn't pan out. That was or funny. the other guy um, who went to uh, Milwaukee had it. Gomez, yeah. Yeah, or Carlos Gomez. Carlos yeah, Gomez, yep. they traded. Did they trade for oh, Santana? And the Santana deal. Yep. They traded yeah. him to the Twins, and then the Twins traded him to the Brewers. Gomez. I, mean, I like Carlos Gomez. I've, I he's a talented player. He just made a lot of dumb it. things. He's yeah, right. On the field right. Where the right. Mill- no, Millage was supposed to be like a game tying home run off Armando Benitez one time, and that was it. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have to talk about Armando Benitez. Yeah. Who is uh, <laughs> Armando Benitez? Oh, uh, man. That, that guy, he, I mean, he, he had great stuff. Oh, uh, great oh, stuff. Oh. Second greatest Met closer of all time. I mean, he was well, one yeah, of the best closers. He really wasn't bad. No, he, he really was. But yeah, he, he just melted down. I, Especially I against the Yankees. He always melted down against the Yankees. Yeah. Always. Oh, always. 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 Always melted down, always. Always I, down against the Yankees. I, I, I did a thing about him when I was at ESPN. The top 10 are Armando Benitez meltdowns. <laughs> and about five of them were against the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, he always well, melted he, down against the Yankees. He's the one that hit Tino Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, That's when he was yeah. in Baltimore. He wasn't a Met when he did that. Uh, no, he was with Baltimore, right. right. But I'm saying a lot of them came against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Uh, but Armando Benitez had a good career. He he wasn't he, he wasn't a bad pitcher. He was a good pitcher. I mean, he did. but I I think I think when you look at the the contracts, remember last year the contracts with DJ LeMayu was like garbage. I mean, Springer got nothing. Springer got nothing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And look at the look at the contracts this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You give yeah, a Corey Seager a ten year, three hundred twenty five million dollar contract. Yeah. He stays healthy. He's worth every penny. I don't know about that. No, I, I, that's a big I, I said this earlier. I. After three is he years, a top five he's... shortstop in the league? Yes. Corey Seager? After three years, the Rangers would be looking to trade that contract. After three years. So oh, you I... got Correa, Trey Turner, Tatis, Correa, Tatis Jr. 
Lindor. Who went up, who went up signing no, Correa? Uh, Nobody oh, yet. Well, yeah, no one yet. No one signed Correa yet. It's a lockout now, so no one can sign Who'd you it. say, Nathan? It was the Braves, the Yankees, Astros, and one, yeah, what was so the other the team? Carlos Correa market right now is the Yankees, Braves, uh, Astros, um, and then uh, Angels, I think. Yeah. Astros will I not get the him. Astros. The Astros are not the getting Astros him. Let him go. The yeah. Astros are not giving him. That sign has got Angels written all over it. Mm-hmm. Huh? It has angels written all over it. I think so too. But again, I thought Marcus Stroman did too. But angels. Yeah. Well, they did sign Syndergaard. Like, why would Syndergaard go with the Angels? Like, I'm. I'm. I, I always liked Syndergaard. I really did. Lindor. Speed. Would you have? Would you have given him that Beef money? Says though? Lindor was terrible contract. Maybe Bo- Bobby Bonilla should play. <laughs> We're still playing him. <laughs> We're paying him. But but by the way, the weird thing is, I think. There was something that Twitter I saw after Corey Seager's contract and Francisco Lindor's contract expire. Bobby Bonilla still going to get paid. Whatever happened to Bobby's still getting paid. I know. Whatever happened to Yoannis Cespedes? The Mets, the Mets caught him last year. He hasn't been seen since. Yeah, he slipped in a hole. Yoannis Cespedes. No, he was attacked by a pig. Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, a boar. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why these two just correlated in my mind. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, his career is over. You think so? I don't well, think so. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You didn't see the I mean, video. Trevor Bauer. I mean, Trevor He's Bauer kind of in the same boat. He's mm. done. Yeah. I don't know about Trevor Bauer because it, he the 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 court system pretty much let him go, so they they can't really say that. He, I think a team's going to give him a chance. I I just He's don't. He's going to get suspended all of next year. He's not pitching all next year. next year. I don't know about all of next year. Fifty games. Yeah. Don't forget, they don't like him. Mm. A lot of people in higher ups do not and like Brad the Lampard Dodgers teammates don't like, like him. him. Yeah. Well, he's a hard guy to like if you don't understand him. But I, I always appreciated him because he, he has a science. He's a science. Right, guy. but he, he's, he's got a brain. He got yeah, a except for drones. Brain, you know, he's a different kind of guy. But I, I, I thought the things that he did um, for injuries, at least and arm strength, uh, if they would have listened to him, probably would have benefited more pitchers. He'll be he'll be managing in the college or something like that because he's going to help a lot of college players. Uh, get get to the major leagues. He, he understands pitching, and, and does. So, does, so does his father. So he understands physics incredibly Science, well. Yeah, yeah. yes, except with drones. <laughs> what are you well, doing to drones? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he hurt, he hurt, he hurt his hand. We, we we all know the drones thing, but that had nothing to do with the science that he knows. Okay, yeah, he's, he's changed the he's changed the game as far as science is concerned, and you saw that. <laughs> I, I think uh, what was it. Uh, uh, what's that show on HBO? Uh, they did a whole, whole thing on yeah, real him. Sports. Real sports. They did a yeah. whole real sports on him and his father and how they scientifically yeah. changed the game of pitching, you know, yep. and how they, yeah. the lockout is starting. Um, I expect this lockout to go for three months. Really? I expect You're going it. to opening day. I'm going to opening day. They're going to miss, uh, they're going to miss, they're going to play 120 games this year. That's what I think. Well, I'm 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 going to say two months. Two. I think yeah. this is going to be over faster than you think. Right, yeah. knowing that Rob Manford is running this organization, yeah. it's going to be a lot longer than you think. It'll it be is. back by the end. He's of the year. a moron. That guy is an that's, idiot. That, It'll be back that's by what the end. Baseball of the year. really needs baseball. Really, the needs team. He will be running the or- he will be running baseball in two years. In two years, when Rob Manford's contract is up, mark my words, Theo Epstein will be running baseball. I hope so. That's what's going to happen. I'll take I'll t- for for making predictions for the lockout. Opening day will be Memorial Day. Everything that we've heard, he he got off for the Mets job last year, and they were going to pay they were going to pay him. He 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 decided to decline it, and it wasn't the money thing because I think he was going to get paid. Mm-hmm. I I think I I think it had a lot to do with the baseball thing, and I think 
I think a lot of the a lot of the owners do not like Rob Manford. I, I think half of them don't like him, and when they vote, because that's what they do, you vote uh, you vote when he becomes available. He's not going to win the votes. Guy, yeah. yeah, he's not going to win the votes. Theo Epstein will be right there, and I think Theo Epstein will get the job. I think baseball, as you know, Theo Epstein's one of the most respectable guys in all of baseball. So well, yeah, he ended two dying two two longest so they, um, nights in they, Major League Baseball history. Yeah, so I they're I think he will. I think one way or another, he's he's going to get a job with the you know with the MLB. So yeah, MLB. Uh, they canceled they canceled the they canceled the winter meetings. Officially. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, of course. That's a lot. It's inevitable. It'll be back by the end of the year. <laughs> you think baseball? Dude, there's so much that needs to be discussed. Yeah. The Yankees are not going to want this to last. Cohen's not going to want this to last. The That's Red Sox. two owners. The big owners are going to want this done fast. But what about the other owners? They all have to agree. Oh, they're all going to agree because they want to set their teams in place. But the problem isn't with the owners. The problem is with the players and, and the, uh, players, the, union. the players' union. Yeah. The players' union. They're going to want this done, and they're going to want this done. Well, you fast. you heard you heard what they want to do. They they want to fourteen ex- team playoffs. Expanded playoffs. Fourteen, yeah. 14 I teams, like which opponent, I don't like. The the, the, yeah. the division winners pick their opponent. Oh, that's which, stupid. Yeah, that's retarded. I, for, I forgot they had that in place. Oh, that, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, like, how does that? How is that fair? You know, <laughs> right? I'm going to pick the worst team possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll play. I'll 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 take the the best team possible because they're they're not playing very well. So I'll take the I'll take the them because they're, they're yeah. cold. And ironically, yeah. I think that's what fucked the Yankees when they came out and said, yeah. "Yeah, we were gonna pick Boston anyway." And the Red Sox went, "Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> slap. Oh, okay, well. goodbye." I think it had a lot to do with being. Bye, in bye, Gary Cole. I, I had a lot to do with being in Boston too. So. I, I, I well, they shouldn't have lost the three games or whatever. Yeah, really. The Orioles the the well, they had to win all three games. It's not that easy to win three games. You guys make it sit. Hey, you know what? One uh, game gotta... they had to win. They tied. You couldn't win one game at no, home? They had to win three games. They couldn't win one game against the they, Orioles. They ended tied. They had the, the same record. That's right. They had the to Red win. Sox had the tiebreaker. That's right. But the Yankees... All you had to do was win one game. That's right. They had to win all three games in a row. They, won. They, they lost the middle game. They won a game, lost, and then won. So they they lost. They had to win all three games. You couldn't not beat easy. the Orioles once. Oh, so what? There was a lot of teams that couldn't beat the Orioles this year. A lot of teams. <laughs> a lot of good not. teams. A lot of good teams. They that had fifty four wins. How many teams could they beat? Go look at the teams that they beat. Go look at the good teams they beat. So, what do you guys think of the SEC championship game? Mark, we're not staying on here two hours it's, to talk about Alabama. I mean, so just get your Alabama <laughs> shit out. I, I thought you wanted to at least get your shots in right now. Well, yeah. The, the Georgia op- beats Alabama. <laughs> the offensive performance has to concern you when they play against Auburn. Alabama gets did. knocked out. They couldn't right. run the ball at all. They were they were living on a lot of like tight window throws on that last on that last drive for yeah. the most part. Yeah. And yeah. the receivers yeah. too are uncharacteristically. Tyler's going to be the backup quarterback for Alabama. <laughs> un- a lot of their receivers too are uncharacteristically dropping passes. Like Bryce Young, yeah, I don't. Yeah, 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 you and then Jameson Williams getting kicked out of the game. It was yeah, crazy. that didn't help either. But. Yeah, you ha- you have to be concerned with that offense though because <laughs> because that the, the receive the receiving depth is supposed to be good the running back the the running backs are supposed to be good they rushed for what seventy one yards in that game yeah no, they they their freshmen have not played any type of level um and their defense there's a, you can see my cat's tail here I like and, I like Kennard. and their defense has not played uh, consistently well they've had too many breakdowns in the secondary mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be the vet the veterans on their team with uh, yeah. job and battle um right any, anybody anybody in college football can throw the uh, 
the back shoulder pass on them. Every play if they wanted to and get first down. Yeah, I was never a big fan of Joby. Did you top, see that shot? That top like corner? No. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not just him that's the problem, though. They, they've had trouble with allowing big Watch plays. This. And in the Arkansas game, too. Even even though they, they still did yeah. all right as like a whole defensive unit, big plays are a concern. Oh, and, shit. Yep. Now, no, now they, they were. There was a rumor that Pickens was supposed to be coming back, or is that not happening? Or is that not happening until the playoff? George Pickens was supposed to come back for Georgia. I was hearing something there where that was actually yeah, a possibility. I don't know. I don't know yet. I, I don't know, but I don't really think it matters. I, I think right. um, if if uh, uh, Alabama's got to play a certain way offensively, now Bryce Young shows that that he can take matters into his own hands, like he did against Arkansas, but. Georgia's defense a lot better than anything they've played. Right. So, um, but also, uh, you know, Georgia's going to be playing an, an Alabama offense where Bryce Young's probably the best player they've played against. Yeah. So those two things are going to be interesting. How Stetson Bennett does against their defense. Alabama's sure. defense is good enough to shut you down. It's just that they, they they have two or three brain farts during the game, which you're not used to seeing them do. Well, their front I seven think. is fine. I th- I'm more worried with their secondary. It just Georgia's offensive yeah, line is also right. good, too. And if they wear out the pass rush too much, that could be very hard because Georgia's got yeah. that great platoon yeah. of running backs. They do. But uh, we, you know, Will Anderson is probably the best player. Oh, he's phenomenal. Um, you know, and uh, they, they, yeah, they're an unknown still at this point. I keep waiting for them to – for their talent to shine through. And sure. they, they have these mental breakdowns. That to me, yeah. Pete Golding's gone after this year. He's got to be gone. The biggest mistake they made was not giving Charlie Strong the defensive coordinator position last year when he was on the team last year as a, as like a volunteer assistant. Oh, okay. I thought he would get the job. They didn't. He wound up going to uh, to the pros at Jacksonville and Urban Meyer. Oh. Um, and that, that was that's, that was a huge because Charlie Charlie Strong is one of the best defensive coordinators out there. Yeah, that's right. Um, He'll last longer than Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. He probably will well, take over yeah. the job when Urban decides to leave. And I, I don't like Bill O'Brien. Bill <laughs> well, I think um, horrible. Uh, yeah, Urban Meyer's not going anywhere. I think he obviously he's uh, he. I think he's going to stay in Jacksonville he because uh, Marcus fired. Freeman is about Marcus Freeman is about to get the job in Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, Urban Meyer could go to Oklahoma. <laughs> I was very surprised Brian Kelly left Notre Dame to to go yeah. to LSU. Do you I'm see what he surprised. did though? What what do you guys what do you guys take on uh, what what Lincoln Riley and uh, and Brian Kelly did? Not surprised. I, I, I don't like either one of them. I, I'm not surprised because Lincoln Riley is a, and, and and Jeff said it best. Lincoln Riley went to USC because he's going to a division that's all offense. That's why he left. He knew that Oklahoma going to the SEC, he had no chance. Yeah, none. <laughs> So that and Jeff's right. That's why Lincoln yeah, Ryan went to USC. Yeah, they're, they're better than the SEC. That's why he went to USC. The Big USC. 12 was all offense, too. The Pac-12 has yeah. better defenses than the Big 12 does, and no, good but luck he, with that. But, that. but he says he, – Jeff's right. He, it's a yeah. better, he has a better chance of now, winning. Now, where we, he will have an advantage over Oklahoma's recruiting just because USC always gets a lot anyway, no matter how good or bad Southern California, is. of yeah. course so they do. They're yeah. going to yeah. get that advantage, too. Will the scheme end up translating, though, against – not you're right. Not great defenses, but better defenses right. in the Pac-12 that you'll get in the Big 12 because the Big 12 is never known for defense. Mm. Right. It's weird well, he, because he's right though with with, with that because anytime they played, it, just look look at their performances in college football playoff Oklahoma. They got absolutely manhandled yes. by LSU. Uh-huh. And, uh, Georgia laid them up offensively. Alabama, so, Alabama was up twenty-one nothing on them at the end of the first quarter. I feel bad for LSU because LSU is going to have to deal with Brian Kelly's offense, which uh, doesn't work in the big game as we've seen before. So, uh, I mean, you, you're going to get a great recruit class. I mean, over there in Louisiana, you're going to oh, get sure. some good players. But... Can he recruit well enough there? 
I think he could. Brian LSU, Kelly's a good LSU recruiter. will give him will give him not I don't know if necessarily a significant edge, but still an edge enough where you get regional ones where it's gonna be harder where Notre Dame is Notre Dame is the national brand more, whereas LSU has also the regional brand advantage too, where I it could improve a little bit. There's gonna be more competition in the Look SEC. at the money he got. I mean it's ridiculous. I know. I, know. I, I, I mean, was I was, Nine years, ninety-five million. I mean, come on! I was, I was surprised. These college coaches are making ridiculous money. I, I got to become a college coach. Jesus! Yeah, the, the college, the oh, coach, all, you, all you have to do is stay undefeated for two months and then lose a big game. All right, here, ten million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> ninety-five million dollars, ten years. Yeah, there you go. I've Tyler be my offensive coordinator, Speedy be my defensive coordinator, and Mark be my special teams. Yeah. Nothing to run my linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kelly, what did you not do in this game? All right, we're game planning on this from now on. This is what you didn't do in this big game that you never win. <laughs> yeah, okay. Brian Kelly. Yeah, good luck with break. that. Oh, yeah, my the, God. The, the coaches that have won at LSU have put, like, uh, a fence around that state and said, you're not going to out-recruit me in this state because mm. there's a lot of prize recruits that come from Louisiana. The only reason they won the national title a couple of years ago is they took a they took a – a, a really a clear ta- you know choice Joe on Joe. Uh, going after Joe Burrows and they got very lucky with Joe and Joe is he's turned out to be a great NFL player too so mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they you know uh, with 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 everything that they did I mean that was the only reason why they won the national championship they just hit gold and that's yeah, what Joe Burrows was you could look at the same thing with Cam Newton mm-hmm. uh, went over one two thousand ten. That's right. Year. He came from he came from uh, junior Florida. school, and a junior then, well, Florida, then, Florida too. Yes, yeah. junior school yeah. then Florida. I mean, and Cam Newton just like exploded for Auburn, uh, Auburn, and then he was the number one pick. And uh, yeah. it, and say whatever you want about Cam Newton, he at one point for seven years he was one uh, of the top five yeah. quarterbacks Mark, in the league. Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he the third string at Florida? <laughs> When yeah. he was there, yeah, okay, I yeah. thought so. And he he, he, he went to Texas Junior College where they where they found him, but yes, he, he was. was as good as any quarterback I've seen that year. He did amazing things against South Carolina. He ran for two hundred yards, threw for three hundred yards. It's like uh, he, anything he needed to do, he did to help them win. It's not easy to win at Auburn, and that's what people right. think. They're Alabama. They're not. And that like, Oregon Alabama. team they beat in the in the championship game was good too. <laughs> Yeah, and they beat South Carolina in the SEC championship game. Uh, South Carolina beat team Alabama that, that year. Yeah, uh, that beat Alabama that year. That yeah. had Alshon Jeffrey, That's that right. had Marcus Lattimore. Oh, um, I forgot about Lattimore. He was amazing. Backs. Yeah, it was a great running back. Um, Connie wasn't there yet, but they had uh, Mel- Melvin Ingram uh, on defense. So, uh, and they were coached by Spurrier, and they beat him 56-7. I remember that. Championship game. I remember I that. forgot about Marcus Lattimore. He was so good. He was very good. Just and not I a good NFL player. He was always hurt. He never got a chance. Yeah. Just wasn't broke a good my heart when, when he had to retire because he was awesome. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of good running backs that came out and went to the NFL. Just never. Darren McFadden the same way. I they could never get over them. Darren McFadden was the biggest bust. No, he was yep. good when he was healthy. Such though. a he was, bust, man. He just oh. never, he never stayed healthy. Oh, the you Cowboys know. and the Cowboys wanted to draft him so bad. I remember that. Oh. Know, he ended up, he ended Thank up God. Through, he ended up playing for us too. So. Yeah, well, he rushed for a thousand yards with you guys yeah. in 2015. Yeah. He, they loved him. He, he, he was supposed to be a, he was supposed to be a, be a top seven pick. Well, yeah, and he I fell had, out um, of it. Speaking of uh, falling, falling, falling down running backs, I had, um, I had Trent Richardson on my show. Um, so it was, it, it was an honor talking to him on, on wow. the show, but he's, he's why? did somebody say why? <laughs> wow. Oh, I was like, why? I mean, no, Trent... he, he, uh, no, 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 no I, he's a family guy. He likes Trent Richardson. 
<laughs> no, we uh, we had him on the show, and then uh, no, but uh, he he uh, he's another example of a fallen running back. Oh, good, dude. He was so good in college, yeah. and then when he came to the NFL, he's a top. He what, was a first. He was, Owen, pick. he was the third yeah. overall pick. He said he the Colts traded him after the third week to the Browns. No, the, the, no, Brown, the Browns, the Browns traded, traded him to the Colts. Yeah, to he, first, sorry, Browns. So he, he told me, yeah, he told me Browns traded him to the Colts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they gave up two first round. No, 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 they gave one first yeah. round pick, but right? the first round pick became Johnny Manziel. So that's the yeah. funny part. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Trent Richardson for Johnny Manziel swap. I remember when they did that, like after two games and trading the number three overall pick, and be like, what are the Browns doing? But, you know, and out Richards just, had a great rookie year too, and just never was the same after. Oh, that. Yeah. he was a yeah. bust. One yeah. of the biggest right. busts that ever come out of Alabama. Really was. You, you know, you, you guys talked about Arkansas. I remember, you know, that year uh, when Auburn won. They played Arkansas that year, and they knocked out Ryan Millett. Remember Ryan Millett? How mm-hmm. good he was. Yep. Okay. And in comes Trevor Wilson, um, and he almost won that game for them. And they they, they had McFadden was on that team. Yeah, um, he was the running quarterback, right? Didn't Trevor you know the Cowboy yeah. running back, great DeMarco Murray, come from Arkansas too? No, Oklahoma. No, that was Felix Oklahoma. Jones. Right. Felix Jones yeah. came from Dallas. Felix, uh, Felix Jones, Felix Jones, yeah. Felix, Felix Jones. They had a backfield of Felix Jones, Peyton Hillis, and Darren McFadden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yep. it was Jack, but that's because Petrino was a – talk about a, a, a low life. <laughs> Coca <laughs> says Trent was too busy chasing tail. <laughs> 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 Did he find the right gap? Hey, yeah, we're always we always chase and tail here. Come on, <laughs> look at him. That's because you were on a date tonight. <laughs> you were definitely chasing tail. <laughs> nice dinner, nice cookies, and nice pizza. <laughs> and now we got some uh, we got some Eddie Lacy jokes. Uh, Coco like said, uh, Lajuan says Eddie liked bluebell ice cream. <laughs> You mean Blue Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, guys, Mark, thank you for joining us, Bob. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was so, so grateful you fit us in your busy schedule there. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Now, uh, serious thanks. question. Love you, Love you Mark. Mark. Love you guys, too. Talk to you soon. What are we going to say? Mark, Mark. Do yeah. you hear me, Mark? Yeah. yeah. When you get on the show, do you do a roll-up? To get the roll tide going before you come on, or you just sit down and be normal about it? <laughs> no, I, I, I get my rammer jammer thing going uh, before the roll tide. Oh, good. <laughs> good. I'm going to send you an Alabama like foot basket. <laughs> I need a foot basket right now. My feet are killing yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I well, got a thanks, bone spur. Thanks, Absolutely. Thanks Thank bones you. Bones God bless. Talk to you soon. Mark, right. Kelly, and Niffin. Thank you for joining us too, bud. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This is fun. Oh, and... wait. Hold on. I got beef with you. How did you not mention you were a Ranger fan before? I, I, I said that. No, you didn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. I must. I, I forgot to say. I'm a big, I'm a huge Rangers fan. I'm All right. So fan. wait a minute. So when I'm going on about how we should not trade a Tammy Panarin, you just sat there and didn't say anything. I think he was laughing. <laughs> I think he was laughing. <laughs> what? Dude, that, that was actually a conversation I had to have with a fellow... He says he's a Ranger fan, but somebody actually brought that up to us. I didn't say it. I think he was. I think you were laughing, Nathan, during it because Wait, of, the, of the of the beef's comments of trading Panarin. <laughs> I was laughing at I it. I think, yeah, yeah I th- no, I think he was laughing. Right. No, he said he. All he said is that he would trade Panarin for bars. Yeah, why, why would he? No, we said, no. Whoa, we're not, we're no, not no, trading no. Panarin. The Rangers we... lost opening or the second night. 
right? Because <coughs> we said we were six periods into the season. He called the show whining and crying, and that we should trade Panarin because he's not worth the contract. Tyler, we're not. We're not trading Panarin. We're not trading. I Panarin. I know that. Don't tell me <laughs> that. Talk to the uneducated masses. Don't talk to me. <laughs> we got some putts walking around saying we should trade our best player. I don't understand why. Oh God. That's it. Thank you, bud. Yeah, but uh, we'll yeah, thank we'll you. We'll get you on is, again, man. We yeah, would this, love to get you this on. This is again. fun. And uh, did you guys did you guys see my uh, in person interview with Leonard Marshall? I did. Oh, Leonard Marshall, that's a good one again. Nice. Yeah, we had, we did an in per- I did an in person interview. Uh, he lives in our neighborhood. Yeah, I so. saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was very very cool. And uh, he was on WPIX New yeah, York. Yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah. I saw it. I know, and I know, I know Justin that interviewed him. So I, I know one of the guys from WPIX is a good friend of mine. So. Mm. So yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you guys again. This has been fun. Keep up the great work. You guys do an awesome job. And thank you. Loud, thank loud, you, mouths, thank you. loud mouths is uh, one of the best. Uh, in thank my you, opinion. thank you so much, oh, Nathan. Thank you. you guys have to come on our show. Too, Absolutely, whenever you want us, we'd love to come. Just on. Just don't be like Trey Larkin, who sends me a link and then all of a sudden it don't work. You don't want me on the show. <laughs> wow, oh, it's two hours later. Trey never shows up to the show. Sometimes <laughs> he like disappears. He says, no, "Oh, I'm love, coming on the I show." I love never the wise guys, but I'm never on there. I can actually add the wise to the wise guys. Why do you think they call them? They're the wise asses. <laughs> uh, well, Thanks, man. NR hour. If you haven't seen this in now, Nithin's uh, uh, podcast, very very cool. Um, he interviews a lot of big guys. Uh, uh, 80s Giants pass rusher. You, you don't know event. the defensive end from the 80s, from the the Super Bowl 21 and 25. Lawrence Taylor, yeah. New York Giants. He was the starting right end or left end defensive end somewhere. Yeah. Nice guy too, by the way. Oh, I'm sure he's a very. Anyways, guy. great show, Speedy. Uh, uh, what do we have tomorrow? Tomorrow we have one guest at the moment. Uh, pro, fo- pro football focus senior data collection analyst Josh Liskowitz. Liskowitz will be on. Will be on like tomorrow. That. That's, the only, off your that's the only one we know Liskowitz. for sure. There might, there, we might get a second. We'll see. I, I'm Liskowitz. waiting on some other guys to respond. Liskowitz. Dates, but, yeah. Okay. He sounds more Jewish than like Liverwish. Uh, uh, Liverwish. Well, wait, hold on. Josh Liverwish. What was the guest name today? Uh, Goldstein. Craig Gold, Craig Goldstein, yeah, and Garrett Price. <laughs> Live a wish. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to thank Baseball uh, Prospectus uh, editor in chief Craig Goldstein for joining us today. He was great. Also, I'd like to thank Fantasy Pros and Dynasty Nerds fantasy football writer Garrett Price again for joining us. It was great interviews. They were great. I uh, really appreciate it. We'll get them on again, I'm sure, uh, as we move forward. Uh, by the way, great show. Uh, a lot of yelling, screaming, craziness, as always. That's what makes this show. Uh, Thank you, Grand Wizard. The... <laughs> for your unlimited, unlimited knowledge. Oh, Thank you for blessing us. Uh, unlimited knowledge. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what unlimited knowledge you have. But anyways, uh, that's it, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 9 p.m. Stay tuned. Good night. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.